What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode 138 <laughs> of today's news tonight. I don't know why I want it to be 139, but uh, you know what rhymes with eight? Nate, the hate, our guest for nice. this episode. I'm so Ooh, glad to have one. you on, man. Your first time on GVG. Uh, welcome. Oh, thank you for having me. Look forward to having a fun discussion with you three about the Nintendo Direct, and that is a nice coincidence that my name does rhyme with the episode number. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> in addition, of course, to our good friend Nate, I'm joined, as always, by my good friends and GVG co-founders, Ash Paulson and Derek Bittner. And as Nate implied, we're going to be talking just this whole episode about the Nintendo Direct. Unfortunately, I had to miss it yesterday because life is terrible sometimes. But <laughs> I'm glad I'm here. I have a lot of thoughts. But before we get to those thoughts, this episode is sponsored by our good friend, Straight Lace and his game, The Soul Device, uh, and The Soul Device 2, which is currently in early access on Steam. Uh, the Soul Device is a puzzle platformer where the player can create temporary platforms at the cost of HP to navigate the environment. Its sequel, The Soul Device 2, is also currently in early access, and both are available now on Steam for free. Additionally, the developer Stra Straight Lace is currently running his D&D campaign, Generations of Astria, which follows the story of a group of adventurers and their community over the course of several generations as they encounter and deal with threats to the peace of the land, and also try to figure out the secrets of the magical mac and cheese, among other <laughs> things. You can follow along with the story on Straight Lace's YouTube channel, Just Another Group of Friends. We'll have links to those in the chat here, as well as in the description down below. Thank you so much to Straight Lace for sponsoring this episode. Go pick up the Soul Device 1 and 2 on Steam. They're free. Doesn't doesn't cost Hell you yeah. anything. <laughs> uh, I'm going to get uh, those links up in the chat right now, and pin those as usual, so please go check them out. Also, I would posit that all uh mac and cheese is magical i'm just saying that's yeah. just kind of how i feel about it i've had some bad ones but fair enough fair enough i'm not, I'm not a big those, you can you can screw up mac and cheese <laughs> right right it's possible it's been um, done nate i also want to thank you man we were talking briefly about this before we went live but thank you for staying off camera just to make the rest of us look better we know that you're obviously a very dashing you know a, a dashing person and we appreciate you, you know, kind of letting us glow by staying off camera, man. Thank you. I mean, it's the least I can do. You yeah. three are actually some of the very few individuals who have seen my face. So right, that is say, true. It, it is a little known fact within the games industry that Nate is the uh, president of the East Coast chapter of the Handsome Boys. Uh, That's right. He's, <laughs> he's I haven't paid my dues in a while. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> I'm going to have to consult John Cartwright, and we're going to have to send you a bill. Oh, geez. Yeah, I, exactly. it's, it's, man, it's hard to get on uh, John's level. <laughs> right? I want John's social media savvy. I just I just want to just sit down with him and be like, John, how are you? You are so good at Twitter. Show me your ways. Like, I'm pretty good at Twitter, but he's like, he's just God level, man. He is God tier Twitter. I, I've given up. I just do my own thing. It's like, hey, here's my kid on occasion. Hey, here's a stream coming up. Hey, uh -huh. here's this random thought I had. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just post nonsense. Um, yeah, yeah. By the way, I did just post Straight Lace's links in the chat, everybody. So go check oh. them out. And thank you as always, Straight Lace. Thank you. All right. So before before we hop right into the direct, we do have a few super chats, uh, which I'm going to try to just get through because I want to talk about what Nintendo's been up to. Uh, first up, as far as I can see, we have $4.99 from Hendrix Trog uh, with a super chat that says, Thank you, Ash, for helping me with the Patreon and Discord link. Happy Friday to all y'all. Well, well you, happy Friday. you're very welcome. Yeah, thank you Friday. for supporting us and 
happy Friday. Thank you for supporting us and being in our community. It was my pleasure. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, Calamity513 follows that up with a $2 super chat that says Sir Daniel from Medieval versus Spinal from Killer Instinct. And uh, I'll just shoot this one out real quick. Spinal. He kills people. Spinal. Yes. Spinal. As the announcer would yeah. say. Spinal. Spinal. <laughs> yeah. uh, Nintendo Derek with a $5 super chat. Not our own Derek, although he is no. quite, quite Nintendo-like in a... In a his taste, but uh, he says, I'm loving all of Aspire's Star Wars switch ports and glad to see them continue while they work on the Knights of the Old Republic remake. I hope a Force, force Unleashed uh, port is next, which uh, I, I was excited. You know, we'll talk more about this in a bit, but seeing Knights of the Old Republic on Switch in, in the direct got me pretty hyped just because I'm a fan of the yeah. old version. And so mm-hmm. I'm down to play that. Um, Quick aside, I'm, oh, I'm yeah. really glad I learned that it's Aspire through you know all of our chats here because straight up I used to say Aspire for whatever reason it just didn't it didn't click with really? me. It's obviously Aspire. I just said Aspire. It's clearly Aspire. So, Aspire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, Mike F with a one dollar ninety nine cent super chat says Nate, uh, think the Nintendo Ninjas have a file on you? I'm, I'm going to say they probably do. Uh, yeah, probably. They're probably tracking a lot of my movements. And I can hope. Why else do you think he has to stay off screen? There's, there's exactly. two reasons for this. Exactly. Yeah, I have to keep exactly. my identity a secret. So if they ever see me in public, they can't just swoop down and take me out. And sometimes at night when I'm recording a podcast, I do hear a whisper in the trees. And I go close my windows and take guard because they, they are watching. I'm Ta- fearful. Takamaru is stationed outside Nate's house right now. Well, uh, I just that just give me a thought. I was like, why don't we have call them Nintendo ninjas instead of ninjas? It makes way more sense. That's I mean, actually true. It should be <laughs> Nintendo ninjas. Yeah, that's a good point. But I'd be <laughs> I'd be much more afraid of Nintendo sending an actual ninja to my house. If they sent a ninja, I'd be like, aren't you cute? <laughs> I didn't realize those were pajamas. <laughs> I'd trap it and sell it on eBay. I'd be like, someone's going to pay top dollar for this thing. <laughs> I'm going to turn all of our knowledge of the known universe on its head, thanks to. Oh Nintendo God! Just r- real, way, real Steve. quick story. Oh, just as far, as far as top top dollar. Amy posted this to her Twitter. Um, my po- my partner. Um, so we got the Pokemon Oreo, and she grabbed. I, I got it for her as a nice little treat, and she picked out the first Oreo, and uh, looked at it. I was like, "Oh, that's cute," and ate it. And then only then did I find out because I wasn't around at the time. It was the Mew Oreo, which we later found out that oh, wow. you know, of course, that's the rarest one. So she just thought they were all legendary. He's like, oh, I got Mew. That's cool. Ate it. And looked online. We, I, like, we saw this as we were looking through the others and uh, found out that people have been selling those that uh, Mew Oreo for up to $5,000 on eBay. Like somebody started the bid at 1000 and ended up at $5,000. We're like, well, you just had a $5,000 cookie. Enjoy. That sucks. <laughs> Oh, that sucks. I mean, that sucks I, more on a societal level. Than, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, true, but look, I'll get it. Where, <laughs> I'll, I'll take mm-hmm. that $5,000 cookie and sell it for that if I can. I mean, that's unfortunate. <laughs> but uh, By the way, Steve, I think you might have missed our first two Super Chats, possibly. Oh, a Nerd's yeah. Ramblings and Bongo Lover. Yeah, they're not on screen for me any longer. That's interesting. Okay. You Sorry about that. If you, please read them out, yeah. You got it. So we got $5 from a nerd's rambling saying, uh, hey, guys, just leaving this before I go into introvert mode. Found Banjo-Kazooie for $30 today and the Mario Plus Rabbids vinyl, even if I don't own a player. Well, that's awesome. Good gets, nice. nerd's ramblings. Yeah. And get yourself a vinyl player. That's that, It's so cool having video game music on vinyl, speaking of somebody who has a bunch of it. Uh, so, yeah, get a vinyl player. It's awesome, man. Uh, and thank you. 
Uh, and then we have five Canadian dollars from Bongo Lovers saying, hey, Nate, we all know you like weenas, but do you drink animals? If so, what flavor? Steve, there's a free spot for a minion <laughs> actor in the Mario movie. And uh, there's an inside joke here, by the way, that's not is is on on the face of it. It's not as inappropriate. I got a dual dual one, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> any any uh, answer on that, Nate? On what Danimals were what what Danimals flavor you would drink if if you did? Um, I've never had Danimals, so I'm not sure no, what flavors there actually for the best. are of Danimals. It's for the best. It's for the best. What is a Danimal? It's yogurt. It's, it's like a drinkable yogurt. kids yogurt. Yeah. Oh, so it's like a, it's like Gogurt. It's like yeah. yeah. Okay. One, one of these days, yeah. I'm gonna set a super chat goal to just crush a case of Danimals while we do the show. We'll see. <laughs> God, there you go. All right, let's keep it moving because we yeah, uh, there, exactly. there's a lot to talk we about. There's a lot of direct super to talk chats about, folks. Yeah. So Jane Buck, ten dollars. Yeah. Crazy question Fridays. Crazy question number nine. There was a ten by accident, so I had to repost it. So about that Mario movie cast, who do you think would play Yoshi? I'm I'm gonna tell you what, Jaden. I would love to answer your question right now, but we're literally going to talk about that in a little bit. So stay yeah, tuned. Sure. I will specifically make sure we talk about Yoshi because obviously that's part of the direct. But thank you for the question. Sounds and good. we appreciate the super chat. Uh, Screamo Shaman, one of our frequent super chatters, uh, $4.99 super chat says, even without a Klonoa announcement, I'm stoked for Kirby and Bayo 3. Yeah. But now I have Bayo 1 and 2 on my list. Anyway, blue or pink hair dye this weekend. Wow. If we get to make a decision Ooh. like that. I see blue pink. all the time, so I'm going to say pink. Same. Yeah, pink. You know, I'll go pink. Blue blue is the expected answer for me, and I like pink as well, so let's go pink. <laughs> Mr. Mister L with a two-pound super chat, uh, hashtag no to 50 hertz, and ironically, that is a video that still exists on this channel from uh, when John was running the channel. <laughs> so, yeah, we agree. <laughs> yeah. Canonically, GVG agrees with we, you. We can talk yeah. about that during the uh, thing as well, during exactly. the direct as well. Yeah. Uh, the sh the chainsaw experience i think that's a new one i haven't seen that one with an australian five dollar super chat says i'm so excited about playing n64 games on the switch thanks gvg for all the awesome content you put out well so are we and thank you yes. for watching thank with you. us yeah thank you yes. uh k9 biscuits who's in the a last a list cast roster for gvg the movie uh i don't know i mean i i, say, I, I, I want to be played by Nate. i've Steve seen Bowling. I've seen Nate, enough, and he enough. could he could be a much more handsome version of me for a movie. All right, then I get to be played by John. If, if we're go. going with with yeah, then we're going. And, with and Derek can be played by oh, she says. There we nice. go. I like it. Oh. Derek with Derek. There we go. All right, uh, moving moving on. Getting the last few of these out of the way. Of of course, my chat scrolled right when I said that. Um, Jesse M, also known as Kitty Kongfax, yeah. with a Canadian $5 super chat, says, I can't stay. Just wanted to say you're welcome for my part in manifesting Banjo on Switch. Ash knows what I'm referring to. <laughs> I Well, yeah, there's a tweet that happened yesterday where uh, basically Jesse will, will play something. It'll eventually, like right after he, he plays it, a, a port to Switch will be announced of it for it. So I like requested, hey, play Mega Man Legends 2 next, and maybe we'll get a port and Mega Man Legends 3. He's He seems to have some magic voodoo stuff going on. Nice. All yeah. right. Uh, Mike F. with a $1.99 Super Chat says, Nate will be played by Hulk Hogan, which... Ooh. All right. Um, okay. <laughs> that's the new one. That's, that's a choice. <laughs> that'd be a really bad cast considering I'm not bald and I'm not a blonde, but um, <laughs> I guess that's an interesting choice. Yeah, there you go. Mm. Uh, it just sort of tells you what they what you look like in their mind. 
Yeah, exactly. I'm not sure if that's a compliment, though. (laughs) (laughs) As long as it's he's Hulk Hogan, it's not too bad. (laughs) True. True. All right. uh, Let's close this out with these last few. Nail with a $4.99 super chat. Nate the hate hype. I told the haters note not to doubt my boy. Still waiting on Prime Trilogy, though. Uh, Chibi J with a $5 super chat says, Woo, a show I can catch live. Also, who do you... Who do you has the bigger despise of a character, Steven Minions or John oh. and Kitty Kong? Uh, I don't think John's ever advocated for the death of Kitty Kong. So no, I'm no. definitely I, Steven I Minions. Take that one. Uh, yeah. Sketcha MPM with $4.99 super chat says, Hi, Nate. Big fan. Wondering what everyone's dream N64 game would be for Switch. Mine is Bomberman 64. The soundtrack multiplayer, it still holds up. Uh, just like with our last one, uh, we'll cover this when we talk about it during the show. I really want to get to the news. Um, yeah. In fact, I'm going to cut Super Chats here for a little while so we can start talking about the Direct because that's all we're here to discuss. Um, yeah. So let's go ahead and get started with this. Uh, the Direct opened up, and, and I, I want to frame this with how Nintendo framed the Direct for us because I find this to be just humorous. Nintendo was like, hey, we're doing a 40-minute Direct on Switch games that are coming in the winter. And they started with DLC for Monster Hunter which won't arrive. I didn't even think about that until the summer summer of 2022. (laughs) I did not think about that at all. Not only winter, but literally the exact opposite of it. (laughs) Um, But uh, they just wanted to make Brandon happy. Yeah, I know. Right. For more clarification, Monster Hunter is getting a DLC dubbed Daybreak, I believe. Uh, Sunbreak. 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 I, I apologize. Sunbreak. And the, it was just a short cinematic trailer showed like a dragon showed some, so showed some kind of dark environments didn't really have the whole like ancient Japanese vibe that the rest of monster hunter rise has to it. Um, I've played thanks to uh, our sponsor for this episode, straight lace. I've played monster hunter rise once a month, every month with him uh, for a while now. And I'm starting to get into it. Like I enjoy the, the uh, act of playing it with him and I, I'm going to be getting rushed this weekend. Uh, so I'm excited for that. Ooh, nice. Uh, he straight lace helped me unlock Amaterasu last month so uh, nice but i'm definitely not at the level of player that this dlc is for me yet but i imagine straight lace and and folks like him brandon are very excited for this because this is like end game content if i remember correctly uh probably i I hope this means he's also going to help you unlock rush because that's also equal i mean he just said that so yes oh i only heard amateurisu okay yeah he helped me last month with uh ami and he's going to help me i think tomorrow with with a uh, nice. rush so yeah nice um but nate i want to i want to get your take on this this wasn't super exciting for me because as much as i'm like a budding monster hunter fan thanks to my fight of founder sessions i'm still very much at the lowest rung of the ladder on that uh are you a big monster hunter guy at all i'm not a big monster hunter fan i did play rise i played it for a couple of months but i've fallen off the game considerably since then and this announcement, while cool for fans of the franchise, it really didn't resonate with me all that much. It seems like the content is going to be interesting for those who have an interest in it, but it really didn't make any waves for me. It kind of feels like it may be a, too little too late for me to really reinvest myself in the Monster Hunter Rise world. So f- as far as an opening goes, that really didn't set the tone for the direct all that high for me. I can see that, uh, but I can. I'm also seeing Monster Hunter fans dead 
really enjoy this, especially because mm-hmm. it's, it's apparently what it seems to be, uh, because we just got three big uh, uh, clarifications here from first from Brandon Bovia says, yeah, it's basically Endgame will probably double the content of the base game like Iceborne. Oh, wow. And it's, you know, uh, basically uh, uh, chipped in and said it's the entire second half of the game. So apparently only half the game was released. I didn't realize it was, it was something like that, but um, to just double the content is pretty significant. I wonder how much they'll charge. Yeah. See, this too. actually, yeah. Even though I'm not a Monster Hunter fan myself, this actually did set the tone of the Direct for me in a positive way because I figured out almost immediately that we weren't opening with Smash. And I was like, okay, whew, I can breathe. We're not there yet. We're not there. And uh, I had a feeling, and we'll get to this later, but I had a feeling, even going into the Direct, that, that because it was the last character, they weren't just going to open with a Smash character and then drop it and that's it, you know, and then had to say Sakurai presents on this date. Like they actually are saving it for its own thing. And I'm relieved to have been right about that. And I was just like, okay, we're good. There, we're, we're not starting with Smash. Your fear so, of Smash ending is just It's, it's something I love. Comical. It's something I love. You know, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm dealing with the loss of something I love. And even my wife has told me, I you mean, know what? I, I disagree. It, it's something that has been really important to you for your life for eight years. It's okay. There's no shame in but being But now you can play all of it. <laughs> yeah, see, yeah, I, but I just want more new stuff. I see it as being complete rather than being over because it's right. not like you're going to stop complete. playing and it. It's not like no, the, the community is going to be like, well, last character's here. Fuck this. And, <laughs> and just leave. <laughs> I'm, of course not. No, no. Done. I'm done. I'm walking away. I don't need to play this game anymore. I'm, I'm yeah, honestly, no, no, of course not. And, and we'll talk about this more when we get to that part of the direct, but I'm honestly actually really excited that smash is ending and and i don't mean that in like a negative way i mean it because sure. well we'll talk more about it um yeah so yeah monster sure. hunter came up uh the next thing nintendo showed uh was mario party and i gotta say this segment did nothing for me <laughs> like i'm i'm excited Aww. for mario party but mario party is not a game that i watch a trailer and i'm like yes mario party <laughs> like i just don't I don't get sure. hyped for Mario Party. I my favorite thing about Mario Party is actually not the game itself. It is the experiences I have with friends playing the game, if that makes sense. Like the memories I make it playing Mario Party. It makes complete sense. And to accommodate that accommodate that, they did seem to pick some good boards. They did. They got five good boards. They, they did, got this yeah. survival mode, which I, I like the extra modes seem worth a damn, unlike Super Mario Party. Right. I, I think Rob Arman X hits on it here, I, saying I'm hyped for Mario, Mario Party not being bad anymore. I think that's the excitement here. We're seeing mm-hmm. Mario Party superstars, and yeah, I agree with you, Steve. While I don't typically go, yeah, Mario Party in a direct, this is the first time we've gotten to be excited about Mario Party in years. It's actually going back to what worked for the series, taking what we think is the best, hopefully is the best, from prior Mario Parties, and not trying to innovate for innovate, innovation's sake anymore. It's just taking Mario Party back to what made it great in the first place. And that's why I'm excited to see it or was excited to see it specifically in this direct. But in general, I agree with you. Mario Party isn't like, oh, my God, hype usually. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Nate, are are you a Mario Party guy or, or is that a, a series that's kind of um, by? <laughs> it's kind of a series that I, I want to say I've, I've outgrown. I unlike, you know, the three of you, I'm not married. I don't have children. So Mario Party would really be mostly an online experience with friends and just trying to organize an online session of Mario Party would be really complex because a lot of my friends are married. They have children. So we're not going to have that time to just sit down. 
or even go over to each other's house, have a few drinks and play Mario Party like we would have when we were teenagers or even in our early college days. So Mario Party is unfortunately just one of those franchises that I've outgrown. Yeah, I can see that. But it does look fun. I mean, it looks fun. I like the boards that they displayed. And if I were younger, if I was a kid, I would be very excited about this release. Yeah, I I, I tend to generally agree with that. I feel like Mario Party... uh, I fell off it for a really long time, but now that my kids mm-hmm. are like eight and six, you know, and they they can play games without me having to like handhold them through everything. I, I find myself playing a lot more of these casual, like multiplayer games, uh, you know, like WarioWare and Super Monkey Ball are currently really big things in my house uh, on weekends because me and the kids will, you know, flop on the couch and everybody will grab a single Joy-Con just like in the commercials and we'll, we'll play these games. And so it's a lot of fun for me, uh, but I'm definitely... Even even so, you know, I don't look at this as like I'm not looking forward to this for my own sake. I'm thinking more like, oh, this will be really fun to play with my family. But yeah, I agree that were I in a position where maybe my kids were a bit younger, like you know, a couple years back, this wouldn't be a game that would even be on my radar. Uh, but now that my kids sure. are you know have their own switches and want to play stuff constantly, I'm like, well, I guess I got to go down and pre-order this one. <laughs> uh, so I'll be uh, playing it, but yeah, it won't be like super hype or anything for me. The online set, right. the fact that it's online is the big thing. Uh, we got classic boards, we got classic mini games, and we yes. got online. That's good. And I'm hoping that Superstars gets the same post-launch support that we saw for Mario Tennis and Mario Golf, because I, I, I hope it's not too difficult for them to add, okay, here's two more classic boards, here's yeah. 20 more mini games, and rotate that in with new content, or even here's a, another character, and there there's a way to just keep this alive and keep people really interested in it. Even if they charge for it, I think people would still be excited just because they have that um, new content, continue it on and having those that online mode. I know a lot of streamers are probably going to take advantage oh. of this online mode and play together. It's, it's uh, yeah. good for that. I was about to say, I think it'll be a really good streaming game just because, mm-hmm. you I know, so. my, the thing that's held me back from really enjoying Mario Party as an adult has been getting other adults to my house and, and like actually <laughs> actually playing multiplayer, especially the last two years. Right. Uh, and I, I'll be, yeah. you know, I'll be playing this with you guys for sure. Uh, just to, you know, give it a shot, try it out. Plus, you know, there'll be some fun salty moments thrown around. Um, oh God. Yeah. That is the one thing though, Derek, that you touched on is five boards does feel a little slim uh, just for a collection like this. And so, uh, and Super Mario Party had the same problem while also just not being a very good game on top of it. Whereas this, at least we know what we're getting here. We're getting some of our favorite boards from Mario Party's past. So five games or five boards does seem a little slim. And that's why I'm hoping for, yeah, agreed. I, I hope there's like a DLC roadmap. Two things. Uh, as Rob Barman po- X points out, uh, five is only one less than some of the N64 games. And I kind right. of forgot about that. There was a, There's typically not a whole lot of boards in the N64 ones. Um and as far as Super Mario Party goes, I think it's a generally good game. It felt like a step in the right direction. I don't think it was bad. After 10 and 9. But, and yeah. yeah, it was definitely a, it felt like a course correction that was needed. And that's what is like, okay, next Mario Party could really make this something special. And they by using the old boards, that helps the biggest one of the biggest issues with Super Mario Party cuz those mini games are pretty fun in Super Mario Party. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, so, I'll go ahead. I was just saying it's like it's it feels like it's nice to see that culmination and like, okay, if this does as well as Super Mario Party, we're golden. Let's do it. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I'm I'm hopeful that it'll do well. But uh 
the next game that Nintendo showed was probably the one of the bigger surprises for me in this direct, just because of how offbeat and and particularly who's making a game that looks like this. Uh, we're talking about Square Enix's Voice of the Cards, which mm-hmm. I did not expect. One, I didn't expect like a card tabletop ish role playing game from Square, and I also didn't expect it to look awesome. <laughs> it looks really good. <laughs> Uh, I am so mad I haven't got the chance to try the. Well, I'm not mad, but I'm just like, ah, I wanted to try the demo before we did this. So same. We actually knew before this that Yoko Taro was working on a card based RPG for Square Enix. I think the the real surprise here is that it was as far into development as it is, and it's coming out in October, October 28th to be exact. I don't think anyone expected it. Maybe until next year. Um, I am sad to say though, compete with Mario Party. I know, right? Well, it's not for me. That's the, <laughs> the thing. same audience, exact, Yoko exact Yoko same audience for both these games. Yeah, right. This just like, does nothing for me. They, 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 it's like, no, screw this games. card game. I'm playing Mario Party, <laughs> even though I, it's like I'm outgrown it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sure it'll be great. It's just not my thing. I love Yoko Taro. I love that the music sounded very near esque, but I look at what at what they showed. It just I bounce right off it. I'm like, really? Hey, hope you guys enjoy the. De- it does nothing for me, but. I've also I like the aesthetics, like I said, I like the music, but I just have never really been into card based. I mean, that's that's battlers. what I find interesting because neither am I. I have really zero desire to play tabletop card based games like this. This is not something that I would set up, but I don't know. Just the visual style and the unique presentation for a video game uh, makes me makes me want to try it. I I'm with Derek that uh, the minute I saw it, if I I had such a day yesterday that I didn't watch the direct until almost nine p.m. And Oof. when I did, I was just too tired to even want to like grab my switch and download the demo. I was like, I'll do it tomorrow before the show. And then today happened and I didn't do it. <laughs> so, uh, but right. this is on my list for this weekend. I absolutely want to play this, uh, along with, you know, like halo infinite's a thing this weekend. So I guess I'll play that too. But, um, Nate, I'm curious. I, n- I know so far the Nintendo Direct has has been a bit underwhelming for you as to what we've discussed. Uh, did this game manage to uh, perk you up a bit, or was this another one that you're uh, keen to leave on the back burner? It's... I like the art style that was displayed. I like the trailer music, but card-based RPGs or just card-based games have never resonated with me. I have tried games like Lost Kingdom, Botancatos, the only card-based RPG I've actually enjoyed was the SteamWorld Dig RPG that utilized oh. cards. Mm. But beyond that game, they have never clicked with me. So unfortunately, this is another game that looks cool, but it was yeah. just did nothing for me at the end of the day. That and that's totally right fair. You. you know, I, I think we're it, it's cool to see how how we're split on this specific title. I meet with me and Derek wanting to play it. Uh, and, and, and that's and, funny because I'm not usually into card games as well. It's just same. not usually bounce off these types of games, but there's something about it. It's like, it's just intriguing enough with that art style. I like, I want to, I want to see what it has to offer. I mean, hell, even Kingdom Hearts of all series, and you guys know how much I adore Kingdom Hearts. I live and breathe it. Even Kingdom Hearts couldn't get me into a card-based battle system with Chain of Memories. It's like my wow. least favorite game in the series. <laughs> I, I don't like it at all. Um, so, but... Stop me if you've heard this before. I do love Mega Man Battle Network, and that's technically card-based. That, that so is. Mega Man did yeah, it. it's true. It's like action card-based. I think what it is is there's enough of an arcade action aspect to the battle system where it isn't just playing cards. It's playing cards, you know, at the right reaction time. Sure. And I think that's what it is. No, I will I will agree mm-hmm. that I've played some card-based Whoops. games. That, in, in fact, some of the early Dragon Ball games for the Famicom were card-based RPGs. 
Um, and I, I cut my teeth on those and I enjoyed those, but Mega Man Battle Network is, is kind of a whole different animal. Uh, before yeah, we move yeah. on, I'm going to tell you the next thing in the direct dis like didn't do a whole lot for me, but I'm, I'm still going to keep an open mind about it. But before we get there, I am going to knock out a few of these super chats. Cause I don't want you to think we're going to ignore you the whole episode. Uh, Klaxon <laughs> with a $9.99 super chat said linked Patreon to discord became a patron a few hours ago. Thank you. That's yeah. Thank uh, you. That's incredible. Thank oh, you for yeah. the support. Uh, about how long to wait? And I finished my first review ever. I put you in the description. Uh, hope that's okay. Uh, yeah, more than okay. If if we inspired you to create something, uh, I I would totally yeah tell you tell you do one better and and shoot us a DM and and let us let us know. We'd love to see it. Um, hit me up on Discord. I'm Steve pound zero five seven eight on discord you can shoot me a dm and i will help you sort out your your patreon issue but uh, thank you so much for joining it means the world to us you're about um, to get a lot of friend requests i've i've already got a lot of friend <laughs> <Yeah>. requests. <laughs> um i thought i was friends with nate before the episode because he and i have been, talked on discord for years and i just now realized we weren't <laughs> i thought um, we were too yeah <laughs> i think it's just like we we dm each other and and you know i mean that always worked <laughs> yeah yeah, don't need really, to be yeah it's like texting each other on a phone. We just never saved each and, other's phone numbers. Exactly. <laughs> and by uh, the way, Claxon, if for whatever reason you're not, you know, in, in a uh, place where you can write that down, you can also just send us a message on Discord and we'll get or on, on Patreon. I mean, on Patreon, and we'll get back to you there. Yeah, as well, exactly. So don't worry. Yeah. The, yeah. the three of us are always looking at Patreon messages. So if you send us a message, we'll get you sorted out. But normally it should be like instantaneous. So, yeah. um, but we also have seen where it doesn't work. Anyway, Dan L with a $2.99 super chat says, good vibes gaming, more like good looks gaming. You must be talking about Nate. Oh my. I, I know you yeah. are. Some, somebody who's, <laughs> well, who clearly you. has been to the Handsome Boys Club before. Uh, <laughs> thank you. That, that is very thank nice. Thank you very much. Uh, Itiono yes. Ben with a $2 super chat just says, just wrapped up my Friday workout. Good vibes. Well, good I'll, job. Maybe next Friday I'll do a Friday workout. <laughs> <laughs> one of these Fridays. One of these. Yeah. Fridays, well, I don't know I'll about do you guys. I just wrapped up my Friday workout too because I am in perfect shape. Obviously, well, I'm perfectly round. <laughs> nice. Um, I made dinner. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Bongo lover with a Canadian two dollars super chat says Bayo three got revealed before the chicken review with a crying emoji. I'm I'm not gonna lie. I just I just took Brandon to task for this in our Discord like an hour ago. <laughs> so just so you know, it's very important to me and. I will I will talk more in the post show about that since I know you're a patron and I'd like to give an update. Uh, but there is some there is an update on that. Um, Hus Mohammed with an Australian twenty dollars super chat says, "Hey guys, been a fan since the Smash discussions. Appreciate the work y'all do, despite the flack the Avengers game gets. It handled the Muslim lead very well. Do you know any other games with positive Muslim representations? Uh, wow, that is I mean one That's I do think I." I do think that uh, the lead was handled extremely well. Ash and I have both said she's pretty much the only good part of the game, in in our opinion. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I, I I hate to say it, I I can't think of anything off the top of my head. And pretending, I, I would never pretend to know. So I'm. Just I have gonna... one character I could put forth, maybe, but I, I want to like preface that by saying, as a white guy, it's not up to me to say whether it is positive or or not, but. I've heard that Rashid from Street Fighter V is a popular character, and I haven't heard negative enjoy things playing about him. how he's portrayed. So, again, I can't make that distinction. He has I'm a scouter. How can you not love him? Yeah, I mean, I think he's cool, but in terms of whether he's you know, portrayed positively as a Muslim, I don't know. But I think he's a cool character. True. I, I agree with I that. Rashid is cool as hell. 
I forgot that Altair from the original Assassin's Creed, Muslim. Yes, that's um, true. So that's that's cool. Yeah. Uh, there's a Shaheen in Tekken Seven. I don't know. I'm just I'm literally looking up to try to find a list because I don't know many of it. It's just sad. Um, but yeah, we got a Shaheen for Tekken Seven. Uh, Rashid, as we mentioned. The uh, here's here's what I would recommend. Um, I would recommend honestly, like instead of asking us because we're clearly not experts, seeking out a Muslim yeah. content creator. What the heck? Shut up. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I was like, I was like, somebody's <laughs> on the phone. All right, moving moving on because I do want to continue our, our breakdown of the direct. Uh, Style Boys uh, with a Canadian five dollars super chat says, "Nate the Hate been watching your podcast with MVG and in Spawncast. Enjoy the content. Question to ask: When is Silent Hill coming?" Man, not put them on the spot. Enough. <laughs> <laughs> when think- Konami feels ready to announce blooper team's involvement with the silent hill project i mean konami just announced the castlevania advanced collection so they are at least making some waves in terms of game announcements silent hill is just a matter of when not if but with covid and everything that went on in the industry over the last year and a half we don't know how much that project could have been delayed but with tokyo game show coming up let's be hopeful that maybe the game makes an appearance then very cool I would love that. I I want Silent Hill so badly. So badly. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, following that up, Mwape Mulenga with a $5 super chat says, So I have a question. Who has the hotter redesign, Samus or Bayonetta? Uh, has Samus gotten a redesign? Are we talking I mean, about I think, her dread I think suit? he's talking about her dread suit, yeah. Uh, I'm going to go Samus because... I don't like the idea of uh, thinking of Bayonetta as hot in that outfit because it just reminds me too much of her kid form, kid kid version in Bayonetta One. It's uh, like mm, no. <laughs> I so yeah, I, I was I reading will, about how that might actually be. Sorry, yeah. I will reframe this as as who had the better glow up <laughs> because I'm not going to talk about video game characters as hot, and I will actually say Bayonetta. Uh, and the reason why is just I think she looks so not cool in part two and i think she looks actually kind of cool in bayonetta three talking not, part two you know is what? my favorite i'm not a big design. fan of the pixie cut design i i don't like the beehive cut so I, that pixie cut was a major improvement in my opinion i actually agree with you uh, on this steve i i as much as i like the dread suit and i do i think bayonetta got the better glow up i've never been the biggest fans of a fan of bayonetta's design i liked her a little more in two than one but in my opinion three is the coolest she has ever looked uh, at least as a casual fan. I'm not like a hardcore Bayonetta fan, but for me, I like her Bayonetta 3 design by far the most, even though I know that may not be the same character. Possibly, I don't know. But yeah, that's that's my answer. All right, cool. Um, all right, let's go ahead and get back to talking about the Direct. Uh, we'll, we'll continue to address Super Chats kind of here and there throughout the show. Um, anyway, so the next game that Nintendo brought up uh, was Disco Elysium. And... I've heard so much good stuff about this game, but I just haven't picked it up and played it. So this didn't do a lot for me because I was like, oh, like I always imagined this game was going to come to Switch once I saw it. When I saw the Mm -hmm. visual style, I was like, there's really nothing that would prevent this game from being on Switch. And I'm sure it's a matter of time. And as it got more and more critical praise heaped on it, I was like, yeah, it's going to happen eventually. Um, Mm -hmm. But I've not played this. I know very little about it. Uh, I can say that we will be getting review code for it because they literally just reached out to me an hour before the show and asked if we wanted codes for it. And I was like, sure, I'll check it out. <laughs> so yeah. 
we'll be playing it and I'll have a better opinion later. But for now, I saw it in the direct and I was like, that makes sense. But but there really wasn't a whole lot for me. Uh, How did you guys feel about seeing this game show up? Same. Um, it it doesn't do anything for me personally. I completely respect uh, how fantastic it, it apparently is. I've heard nothing but wonderful things. But like I was watching rewatching it with my wife last night, and she was just like, "I keep hearing about this game, but this doesn't doesn't look like my thing, and it doesn't look like mine either." I just think it's just maybe not. I'm not compatible with it. It just, feels yeah. like it's one of those things that's better to play than to look at because um, right. of all the options and sort of getting yourself into that character, especially with the uh, the detective aspect to it. I think that's where it gets intriguing uh, is that you're investigating it and doing more. It's just, it feels like one of those games that's difficult to showcase, but I, I okay. yeah. What do you think, Nate? I'm, I'm curious. Have you played this? <laughs> yes. I actually played it on PC when it came out a couple of years ago and it is a really good game. The narrative is strong, but unfortunately, the announcement coming to Switch, it didn't do anything for me because I had already played it, and it's not really a game I feel like I need to revisit, at least not yet. So if you haven't played it, I highly recommend it. It is a very impressive indie title. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, we I are all for four for you. Ton to say about it. Uh, I have a, <laughs> I'm, I'm curious, though, if we're going to go 0 for 5. Uh I can tell you that that this next announcement did nothing for me. And and I say this as somebody who owns the expansion pass, so I'm going to get it regardless. Uh, but Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity's November DLC oh. got kind of detailed. <laughs> I have not picked this. up the expansion pass, and it looks intriguing, but I just don't see myself going back to it. I, I really enjoyed playing Age of Calamity, but I, I did not 100% it, and just... I don't feel a need to go back. I don't know. So I might be the lone uh, person who will have a little hype about this. I actually did 100% uh, Age of Calamity. I, for whatever reason, it is, I compared to other Musou games, and especially Zelda-themed Musou games, it just really got its... I think because it was all streamlined. There, it, the, the road to 100% wasn't as impossible as in, like, Hyrule Warriors Definitive Edition. And it just it got its teeth into me. And I didn't go back for the first DLC, um, but this second DLC has new story content. And I enjoyed Age of Calamity's what-if kind of story. So I will probably go back for this, just because there's new story content. If there wasn't, I probably wouldn't. But the the new story trailer kind of got me interested. So I'm, I'm, I'm into this. I'm not, like, hype, but I'm, I'm looking forward to it. What about, what about you, Nate? Oh. <laughs> I heard the glow. Yeah, it's... Uh-oh. Unfortunately, Age of Calamity just didn't click with me the way I wanted it to. I think it's a good Warriors game. I enjoyed kind of what the narrative was going for, but this DLC just, it didn't make me feel anything. It doesn't have me really interested to dive back into the game. And part of that is because of the game's performance issues. The frame rate was just too unstable for me to really become invested in it and the narrative wasn't strong enough to really keep my interest i completed the game i enjoyed my time with it but it's just not something i look you know i see myself going back to and i'm glad for the fans of age of calamity that they're getting this dlc pack hopefully the narrative is strong because nintendo with dlc we kind of get you know weak storylines if a storyline at all so yeah Maybe if they can use this to tie into like Breath of the Wild 2, they might pique my interest. But as it stands, based on what they showed in the direct, 
this is another pass for me. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think uh, the, the the original Hyrule Warriors were stronger just because they had this huge wealth of Zelda characters to pull from. And because this is more focused, it has a little more issue, more trouble with that. Because, you know, we got Pura and Robbie, and because of leaks long ago, we kind of know who the other character is. And it's just... It looks fine. If you're into it, it's great. But if I don't think this will sell it to anybody who's yeah. sort of passed on yeah. it. And, and Pura yeah. and Robbie seemed like they, they seemed so obvious that I thought they were already in the game. I, I just assumed they were already there. Uh-huh. Um, I made that mistake, too. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like when we were discussing it in our predictions, I was like, oh, aren't they already? Oh, God, they're not. Then I guess. Sure. Yeah, they're coming. <laughs> um all right, so the next game, and I feel like there's not a lot to say here, but uh, we got Chocobo GP, which is like... Dude, I'm hyped for this. I, I, I am, am hyped too. for this. I'm, I'm excited, but it's like, it just feels like there's a Mario Kart 9 shaped hole in the Switch's library, and Square Enix realizes it. Um, and I'm fine with that. This yeah. looks great. I, I liked some of the things, like you're able to uh, get Magicite, and then if you get three of the same type, you get like the most powerful version of that spell. I think that's a really cool twist on the item system in a kart racer. But yeah. at the end of the day, it's still well, just it's a kart racer. Like, I don't know that I'm, you know, I, I'm excited for it, but I don't think this was like one. I didn't throw my hands up, you know, when I saw this last night. I was just like, oh, cool. This looks neat. I'll, I'll definitely try this when it comes out. Uh, but See, not, I like, remember when the original uh chocobo racing came out on playstation one i played a demo for it It didn't really click with me at the time but it's just it was one of those things i look back on it's like i wish i had gotten that just just Mm -hmm. to have it and this seems a lot more interestingly themed around final fantasy because um you know i I saw this extra stuff where they showed like what these stages are based off of like you got one based off the gold saucer from seven you got alexandria from nine i just happened to pause it on the on the trailer here and freaking steiner's a character which is That's awesome. Awesome. I missed that. So we I... actually have some Final Fantasy characters in here rather nice. than just the generic That's ones. Sick. And, uh, you know, th- that's fun. So it, is, it isn't not, it isn't just a black mage. It actually is Vivi. So the fact they're pulling from nine so much sick. is really cool. There's some really fun things in here. And yeah, I'm down. I mean, I, I'm actually really curious if they, if since they have the whole Magicite system working like Diddy Kong Racing, could they pull off a good adventure mode? I don't know, oh, man. I mean, you guys know me. I love Final Fantasy. I love arcade racers. I love kart racers as a subgenre of arcade racers. This is made for me. And the only reason I wasn't popping off yesterday during it was because you guys know who were watching with us. I was having some stream issues trying like the stream kept cutting out for me during this portion. But when I saw what I was looking at, I was like, fuck, yeah, like I'm, <laughs> I'm so excited about this game. Straight up, straight up. Nice. So was was this a hit or a miss for you, Nate? It's very charming. It looks delightful. I can see that it will be a lot of fun. It's not a game for me, even though I do love the Final Fantasy franchise and all the characters that were featured in it. Even the soundtrack sounds incredible. Mm-hmm. But this is just not a game I see myself going to retail and picking up when it comes out, unfortunately. But, I mean, for all the points you three have mentioned it definitely has strong appeal to that base and I can see it selling incredibly well, especially in Japan. Oh, for Mm -hmm. sure. Absolutely. I I really like the idea of that eight by eight elimination tournament to have 64 players. That's That's cool. cool Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I like that feature. That's something. There's a a melodies of life remix in the game, apparently, which yeah, you got me there. I love that song. So yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. So th- that was that was definitely cool. I was I was good. So that's a big highlight thing, for me. The next thing is probably the thing that Ash is is the saddest the next about. Two things. The next well, no, okay. No, so hype. Two things. Um, so Nintendo using a well, direct to announce mean, yeah. to announce an announcement is uh, <laughs> is uh, <laughs> a new thing. They're getting pretty mad yeah. with it, yeah. but there's not a lot to say here. The final uh, Smash character will be revealed and and demoed on October 5th. So that tells me that release is somewhat imminent for for this character because usually yeah, after Sakurai does a presents, it's like a oh, week that is co- so coming out that night. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, I would it not be surprised be if it got shadow dropped. I could see it being like a week later or something. It might be that okay, maybe, maybe a week I later. Was, but uh, that's what I'm saying. It's like at most, it's a week, and then we're done. Yeah. Um. And, and yeah. the point I wanted to make, and this could probably be a whole separate hour long discussion on its own, but I'm excited for this. I'm excited for Smash Ultimate to be over. Uh, and the reason why I'm excited is not because I want to shit on fans that enjoy Smash Ultimate. I don't personally love Smash Ultimate nearly to the degree Ash does. But I do recognize that it's it's kind of a unique event in gaming and and it's a fun game. I'm just not it's it's never going to crack my top 10. Right. Um, But as we've discussed over the years, Smash has has to go somewhere different after this. It has to do something different Uh, because how do you top the roster, the game they've created, you know, while going in the exact same direction? What are you going to call it? More ultimate? <laughs> I mean, this will never. I mean, Sakurai's even said this Ultimate will never Plus. happen again. So, and I think that's part of like the the wistfulness I'm feeling is that I know that you know, we've been eating really, really well with Smash Ultimate. We're never going to see a game like this ever again in our lifetimes, probably. I in doubt terms that. Of the roster of characters. I doubt that. No, I'm sorry. I mean, I'm talking. No, I'm talking about gameplay. I'm talking about the roster of characters. I don't think we'll ever see all these video game icons in one game ever again. I just, I don't, I don't see how that's possible. When you look at the roster of 80 plus characters, it's like an official Mugen almost, except really damn polished. We won't see a roster like this in a game you want to play. Because as much as I hate to say it, I could see Fortnite pulling together a pretty damn diverse roster because they literally just have the money to do it. Oh Um, no, don't put that out in the universe. They can even (laughs) ask I mean, you could be right, but I just, they can't even get Samus, and I just feel like Nintendo would still have to sign off on it. Well, yeah, I well, I mean, I mean, if you're if you're talking about just in terms of sheer diversity, I'm not talking about necessarily like Nintendo's not going to bring their characters to Fortnite without a considerably hmm. huge amount of money being made available for it. But uh, right. more more than even Epic is probably willing to pay. But I, I'm just saying, like, in terms of the third party characters. Uh, I could I could see other games pulling that off. I, I or other publishers pulling that off. I just don't think it'll be. As everybody points out, Fortnite is a little easier just because it's skins and yeah. not it's yeah, not full actually, yeah. characters. Well, that's also part of it. It's also the context, not just the the kind of. Well, game right, but that comes down to fighter. the game you like, and not. I mean, the context. No, no. Of what it I mean is... is, I don't. No, no. I don't mean that. What not just as being a platform fighter. That's its own thing. I'm talking about. You look at something like Fortnite, those are skins. I'm talking about, look at what Sakurai has done with all these characters. Look at the game they're wrapped in, in terms of the stages, the music, over a thousand tracks, you know, pulling from various tenets of great video game music. I'm talking about the whole package. I just don't think we're going to see another game like this. Sure. um, In in that overall context. But I see what you're saying, Steve, about, you know, third-party characters. Well, yeah, I mean, we see third-party characters in Fall Guys. We see them in Fortnite. We see them in Genshin Impact. I, I see what you're saying there. But 
you know, Smash has been a big part of my life. I, I want Sakurai to have a huge vacation, and I'm glad he's going to get it, and I respect the hell out of the guy. But as Nick, Nicholas Cage says in Pig, we don't get a whole lot to really care about in this life. And I, Smash has been a huge part of my life for 20-plus years. And for me, I guess what it is, it's, it's the end of the hype train that began with literally a dream come true day for me, which was Mega Man getting into Smash eight years ago in smash four and that kickstarted this whole thing leading us up to two weeks from today so i can't help but be a little sad about it but i'm you know i get it and it has to end someday and i'm just ignoring all the trolls saying yeah fuck smash smash always sucked so glad it's ending i have not seen anybody say that but i also don't go on forums so oh yeah yeah no i've seen it i've seen it in here in our own chat a little bit actually oh wow Hmm. i'm i'm surprised by that that's unfortunate but you know uh it's okay not to like something. It's not okay totally. to shit on other people's enjoyment of it. <laughs> but um, anyway, yeah, there's there's a uh, smash. We'll then get Nate's opinion real quick. Hmm? Are you were you surprised by this, Nate? That they held it off a little bit. I thought they would have at least teased the final character a little more than just "Hey, come back in two weeks and we will fully reveal it." And it yeah. felt kind. Of, it felt out of place. Because, and we'll get into it, I guess, later on, but they didn't do this just once. They did it three times over the course of the direct. And that's just Mm. really weird pacing and fragmentation of what's usually a cohesive presentation. So I understand why they want to make it a big spectacle. It's the final character. So let's hold it for the Sakurai direct. But I think they could have at least teased it in a grander way to really pique our interest beyond just the scope of, this is the final character, so we know you're going to tune in. Give us a sure. hint, an expectation yeah. of what could, what's the final character behind the curtain? And yeah. really raise Who's that interest getting, level to even non-fans. Who's Agreed. getting the keys to the kingdom, as it were. Yeah. <laughs> wow, Ash. You, you keep hoping. You yeah, keep you're, hoping you're, I, yeah. No, no, I, I know it's not happening. It's I get it. I just can't help. That would be, it's, it's uh, a, honestly... And, and I'm just going to put this out there. I feel like it would be really weird to go out on a third-party character. For, for a franchise that has That's so well-defined Nintendo's success in some respects. I feel sure. like it almost certainly has to be a Nintendo-owned character. Um, but I could be wrong. I'm probably wrong. <laughs> Who knows? No one Usually the final Smash characters are not that exciting, so... Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, hell, it might be a Pokemon. I really hope not, but I'll take a Pokemon over Waluigi. <laughs> That's all I'll say. I just want, uh, yeah. I, I just want a- the Anyone final but Waluigi. <laughs> Sakurai adds every Nintendo character but Waluigi as the final. <laughs> yes, like that would be problem. justified. He's going to add Spike. He should. I would welcome that. They should have Waluigi yeah. actually come out to introduce the character, get everyone excited, and then whoever oh. is the final character just comes in and like suplexes him off the screen. And it's. Yeah. I mean, Zoro that would be kind of cool if the uh, final character is like all the assist trophies kind of fighting each other. To have that, right. to try to get, try to get that final letter. You know, that Steve, as awesome. Ninkarab points out, though, the final character in Smash Four is Bayonetta, a Sega third-party character. So, yeah, who knows? That's what's exciting. We we really don't know, and that's I'm just going to miss the speculation and the excitement and just the constant who's next. That's all. But sure, I'll deal. I'll, well, I'll Nick, accept it. I'll we already on. discussed oh, it. Nicktoons is your new daddy. You can 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. For that dopamine hit. All right. Yeah. Uh, before before we move on, because Nintendo is just about to get the big guns out, and and I feel like we're we're probably going to be engrossed in conversation for the rest of the episode. Uh, I wanted to get some of these super chats out of the way. Uh, Red Flash Drive with a five dollar super chat says, "I gotta get this off my chest." Ash, I saw you at a sm- at the Smash Ultimate Invitational and was too scared to say hi. If I see you again, oh. I'll actually say hi. Uh, definitely well. shouldn't be scared. Ash is very approachable. Yes, I totally, I promise He's you. He's only I, bitten I me three times. Yeah, yeah, only three times. Uh, Steve, only <laughs> twice. No, but seriously, uh, please do say hi next time you see me. I'm, you know, I, I'm just a regular guy, just like you. I'm a regular guy who loves games. So please say hi next time you, you Absolutely. see me. I'd love to meet you. Uh, Monado Mario with a 75 new Taiwanese dollar uh, super chat says, no matter which character gets revealed in Smash, somebody's going to be upset, not going to lie. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, for sure. No matter yeah. what gets revealed by Nintendo anytime, anywhere, somebody's going to be upset. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nate, Nate is an expert on that. Uh, yes. <laughs> let's see. Alan Wilkinson with a two pound super chat says, I'm still convincible Smash is going to name change. I doubt it. I really doubt it. Uh, no. I don't think they're going to see that happening. Yeah. I think they're going to leave it as smash ultimate. And then I bet the next game we get after is just called smash brothers again. Um, Hus Mohammed with an Australian $5 super chat says if, if Sega were to return to console manufacturing, what would a cool new name be for the new system? Genesis Saturn and dreamcast are such memorable names. Oof. Oh, that is, I, putting us on the spot new genesis to, to yeah, new genesis oh, there you go Star? yeah it only plays yeah. pso2 um yeah ragnarok hard with a five dollar super chat says i am foaming at the mouth excited for the new yoko taro game well demo's out foam away <laughs> yeah. yeah there you go um you know maybe not in range of somebody who uh like a vet they might put you down but also um, i love that name ragnarok card that's great it is good uh shadow the pico with a two dollar super chat seth rogan stars and pineapple launcher express yeah i got thoughts we'll we'll talk about that in a bit <laughs> uh of course the the chat just scrolled out of control as soon as i read that uh let's see they're coming up with they're coming up with second names oh no the chat refreshed and took out a bunch of super chats for me thanks it's okay i'm in the, I'm in in the, the back, back end, end now i'm i'm refreshing yeah, the back end i, right I need to pull them in the back end i, I usually Hang just keep on. the chat window open but let's see we were at uh ragnarok hard okay so next is shadow the pika with two dollars saying seth rogan stars in pineapple Launch oh we read Express. that one yeah oh, sorry my bad okay uh five dollars from who else but zane would you guys rather have Wii slash gamecube games come as remakes or ports and online service or as sequels uh, I I guess it depends on the game. Some I'd like to have yeah. sequels to, for sure. But uh, I think ports just would be nice. There are so many great games stuck on the GameCube that I would love to be able to play natively on Switch. So I'm going to go on the port remake side, I guess. Um, yeah. Did same. you have it up, Steve? Want me to keep going? Uh, my mouse cursor has now disappeared. So if you want to keep going. Nice. Okay. Next is $4.99 from Arcwing saying, from the voice of the cards demo, it's more of a card-themed RPG, but the battle system doesn't use cards at all. It's a basic turn-based battle system. No. That's, yeah, I, I, I had a hard time getting, like, a, an exact point on what exactly the gameplay loop is in that game, but, you know, that, that could be true. Thank you, Arcwing. Uh, Kane Woolley with two, or sorry, five New Zealand dollars saying, my, host, my most hype announcement was Chocobo GP, baby. I am very much alone in that hype. I it's realize. up there for me. But I have a lot of good memories of the PS1 original. Yeah, hey, as Derek just said, it's up there for him. 
I just got done talking about how hype I am for it, so you are not alone. Thank you, Kane. Yep. Oh, I'm back, by the um, way. I've got it. Now. Okay. Uh, so Kit Fisto, Canadian $5 Super Chat. Glad to be able to keep up, catch you live, finally keep up the good work. Thank you. Glad you're Thank here. Thank you. Uh, Rob Arman X with a $5 Super Chat. Grandfather just got out of surgery for a heart problem. Ooh. All went well oh, and wow. no problems, but good vibes from the GV gang would be appreciated. Well, you have all our all good vibes, good man. Vibes. You are always so good yeah, to us. Absolutely. So let us give a little all bit of that All my good vibes. Here's my good luck charm. Hell yeah. There we go. Yeah. So best, best of uh, we love you know, you, Rob. all our best to your grandpa. We love you, man. Uh, hope everything is a okay there, and that he has a swift and and uneventful recovery. Um, Shadow Hermit with a European uh, with a four pound ninety nine uh, euro four super euro. chat okay. uh, says, "Is a year late DLC for most games too late for you? Like Age of Calamity, Animal Crossing, and Monster Hunter Rise." P.S. is four euro and ninety nine cent. Thanks for correcting me. <laughs> I was clearly <laughs> thrown off by it. Um, we'll we'll talk more about that because Animal Crossing is coming later in the show. Uh, Jared Helder, Canadian five dollar super chat says, Nate, big fan of the podcast. I just finished watching Castlevania, and now I want to try the games. Should I go for the advanced collection? We'll talk about that yes. in a little bit as well. Yes, but you yes, should. You should. But yes, <laughs> short answer: <laughs> yes. Four excellent games for twenty dollars. You can't go wrong. No, yeah. exactly. Wolfstar with a $5. So disappointing that Smash 64 isn't online. That's the one Smash game all, Smash game all my college friends love. So I just want that one game online. Agreed. That would be cool. I'd like that. Yeah. Um, I feel I'd like it'll that. come eventually, but it's probably it's, they don't want it to compete with compete with Smash Ultimate. Yeah. <laughs> no, they, no diverting yeah. attention. I have yeah. I have thoughts on that too. Uh you're with another uh, Shadow Hermit with another Four euro ninety nine cent super chat says looking forward to the slashing tires of all the lightning and squall haters when they get in the cart. <laughs> Which character would you like in cart? Uh, and then finally, uh, Black Ninja with two dollars says it's freaking master and crazy hand. Which I don't believe. I'm not on that. I don't think so. I don't I think can't so. See and to answer your now. question, Shadow Hermit, Yuna or Terra, I'd take either one in, in, uh, in a cart. I think that would be cool if they were playable. Yeah. Uh, what would I pick? Hmm. I don't know. And I don't think it's going to be Master of Crazy Hand either. I don't see that happening. So I think I think this next announcement, at least for me, was the it wasn't a surprise because we talked about it in our predictions, but maybe the most hype for me out of out of the entire yes. show. We're finally getting a 3D Kirby game. Woo! And not only are we getting a 3D Kirby game, but at least to me, this game looks awesome. It looks stupendously yes, it good. Does. Um I I didn't know what to expect because, like I said, I'm not the world's biggest Kirby fan. Um, but seeing that game, holy shit, I have to buy that like immediately. Uh, it, it just was everything I didn't know I wanted on the Switch. So I, I know you guys had to be way more excited even than I was, but I was definitely pretty hyped well, when I saw this. So we all kind of, we kind of all had a problem with the spoilers just everywhere on on social media. So. And other websites, so it was kind of like I had seen it, but I, I had no context for it. So uh, seeing right. actually in context and seeing it play out, um, yeah, this this looks fantastic. Mm -hmm. I'm already working on uh, completing my notes for uh, a deep dive, and there's some really fun stuff in here, some really cool details uh, that I'm looking forward to uh, talking about. But yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to this. Nate, how yeah, is this skyrocketing? Oh, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. What, what what were you feeling at at this moment? What what did you uh, did you like this Kirby game or is this uh, not for you? How what's your take on this? <laughs> <laughs> so Kirby Kirby is a franchise I enjoy very much. 
Planet Robobot, in my opinion, is probably one of, if not the best Kirby game to come out in the last decade. Agreed. So when I see a brand new 3D Kirby game announced for the Switch, the only thing that went through my mind is, hell yes, I need this game now. This is the Uh evolution the Kirby franchise has desperately needed since Planet Robobot. Nothing against Kirby Star Allies, but that was a safe release. This is what they needed to do. This is risky. And it looks like Super Mario Odyssey with Kirby. And that's exactly what I want from this franchise. Everything about it just screams excitement. And that game needs to be out now. I cannot wait till spring 2022. Because that's a day one release. And I'm just going to commit myself to that game for a full week. Or however long it takes me to 100% it. I cannot wait to play this game. Everything you just said, I mirror completely. This was the best part of the direct for me. Definitely, easily, no questions asked. I love Kirby. He's my favorite Nintendo character ever. You all know that. As you said, Nate, this is the evolution Kirby has needed. I love his 2D games. I want more of them. But I'm so excited to finally be getting something truly new from Kirby. And just, y'all is all I have to say about this. I'm fucking (laughs) hyped for this. I'm so happy. I'm so excited, man. Nice. Nice. I, I'm definitely really. Uh, I'm my excitement is way up there, but yeah, you guys are probably a bit more more into it than I am. I'm I'm hopeful that I'll I'll really like this game. I loved every bit of gameplay I saw, uh, but yeah, I'll be right there with you guys day one, like lining up to buy this. This this game looks mm. incredible. Um, nice. Following that, um, uh, oh, mm. go ahead, Derek. Oh no, I just I just everything about it I've seen so far uh, really. Uh, shows a bit of evolution while keeping a lot of classic elements. There's definitely some questions that need to be answered as far as ease, because I haven't gotten quite to that point yet of looking around, but um, it might be very easy to just sort of like, oh, enemies coming at me, walk around. (laughs) These are very wide open maps, but it's all Kirby's always Uh been easy. So it's not too surprising, but again, we'll see. I'm hoping to have it ready by the end of the weekend. Nice. Let's look forward to that. Uh, Following that, Nintendo dropped uh, the news we've all been expecting for a long time is that Brewster is coming to Animal Crossing. Uh, <laughs> I, that, that was data mined like a year ago. So it is It is really, uh, it wasn't a huge surprise. What I think was more surprising is to see so after so much silence that we're not just getting an update to Animal Crossing, but we're getting a full-on Animal Crossing Direct uh, in October, which Nate alluded to earlier. Nintendo, like, for some reason, decided they were going to use this direct to announce other directs which uh i i thought was bizarre um and i'll be honest even as a really big animal crossing fan uh this was an underwhelming moment for me like i knew brewster was coming eventually and i was hoping they'd show more than just your character literally walking through the door like they just show they just show a villager walk in you don't even get to see brewster's shop it's just oh no you do you You kind of do when they have the an airing October thing, that well, is yeah, Brewster's I was gonna shop. Say, you see like a, a a blurred out shot of it behind you, uh, behind the logo. But I mean, I wanted to see somebody actually walk in and see what you can do in there. Like, give me a quick look. But regardless, yeah. I mean, they must have much more than Brewster to show if they're going to fill out a whole direct just with Animal Crossing information. Uh, I hope that this means, and I say it, I say this in a weird way, but I hope this means paid DLC. Because I feel like free updates are just not going to be large enough in scale to really make me want to play the game again. But if it's something that Nintendo is convinced they can actually charge for, 
then it's got to be a bit more substantial than the updates they've been delivering for Animal Crossing so far. So I hope we get something with some actual substance to it that maybe, you know, I mean, I've got all the bugs. I've got all the fish. I built my house. I've, I'm done. Uh, I, I don't know what the hell else to do. And honestly, as much as I love Brewster and I love the coffee shop, just being able to sit in a coffee shop is not going to make me play the game some more. Uh, I need something right. like an activity, something to do. Um, so we'll see. That's I'm, yeah. I'm holding out hope, though. I feel like Nintendo realizes, you know, how far the reach of this game was, how far it is. And the fact that if they put out something meaningful, all those millions of people, you know, have have something to look forward to and something to open their wallets for. I know so many people that only own this game and and don't play anything else. So I'm hopeful. Uh, But yeah, even as a huge fan. I just kind of glossed over this one. I was like, eh, this is a throwaway. I'll, I'll, I'll see what they have in October, but yeah, we'll just be there. They, they just want to give us more reactions, Steve. That's all. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like selfishly, I actually like that they're doing it. I, as much as I don't like the announcement of an announcement thing in general, it helps us, right? It helps us <laughs> selfishly that we get to do a, another Nintendo focused reaction stream. And that's just great for us as content creators. Uh, but yeah, I've gotten my, I've said this, I've gotten my fill of animal crossing with, uh, uh, New Leaf and Wild World. Brewster is my one of my favorite parts of Animal Crossing, but that alone isn't going to be enough for me to start playing right. New Horizons. It's just not. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I mean, this is this is kind of the part where, where the direct kind of hit a down tempo, as it were, in my opinion. Uh, we They followed this up with, like, just your typical, like, sizzle reel of various things that... See- you got yeah we got your super rush new stuff um but that's cool they're still supporting super rush uh getting you know new characters again the biggest surprise from super rush was the fact that apparently ninji's been wearing pajamas this entire time and he's more like a fall guy i didn't realize that i never really i i don't think i ever really thought about what a ninji's biology actually is but i didn't ever think they were wearing pajamas the whole time it's interesting it's like my sister Anyway, um, <laughs> what? Just in the fact that they wear pajamas all day. Oh, anyway. um, so I I will say just I I I me and Amy are the only ones that um got excited for this, but that Disney's Magical World two getting oh. a release, it is something uh-huh. she's always talked about as wanting to see ported or getting a third one because she, the game just made her so happy. It was a happy place during a rough time, and. I was always like, well, I hope, but in my back of my mind, I was like, that's probably not going to happen. So to see it actually come out, that's a special moment for me to get, see nice. like this niche game actually get a, uh, a lot of, uh, some love and it's people as fans can enjoy it. So that's well, cool. There, you know, what was special for me in this sizzle reel and Apparently for a lot of people, because <laughs> I literally got dozens of Twitter notifications about this. Someone in Dying Light 2 looks exactly like me. I don't know <laughs> what the deal is. I, I have never played Dying Light 2, but I had screen caps of this exact moment in the direct where this dude's face just comes on screen coming at me from all sides to the point that it, my phone was going off so much at work that I thought something was wrong. I, I was like... Oh God, like I, I was trying to ignore my phone because I knew the direct was on and I was like, I, I really don't want people to spoil me for the direct before I can see it. But my phone was like 
literally vibrating off the table it was sitting on. So I grabbed it and I'm like, dude, what the fuck is going on? Like, what has happened? Are my kids okay? And I look and it's just tons of people tweeting at me. Steve Bowling's in the direct. And I was, so I opened one up. I was like, fine, I'll look. And I looked at it and I was like, man, that that's almost too close for comfort. Like it, it is really close. It is absurdly close. I'm going to screenshot it and post it in our discord. So it'll show up on screen without me doing too much. But Mm -hmm. I mean, like, and and part of me was like, maybe I'm just seeing what I want to see because so many people are suggesting to me that it looks like it. So no, it's pretty on on point. (laughs) Yeah. Without, without context last night, I handed my phone, I paused it and I handed the phone to my wife and I said, look at this. And she said, and all she said was, so someone photoshopped you into a game big deal and i was like nobody photoshopped anything that's just the way the dude in the game looks and she was like that is ridiculous <laughs> that is, I, I didn't realize it at the time but seeing it now is actually amazing that is yeah i know kind right? of absurd. yeah <laughs> so so kind, of, little, oh, kind of missed it yeah it, it was definitely uh a little unsettling to see what looks close to close to my appearance being in a game but anyway uh project triangle strategy was like the bookend of this little sizzle reel that they were doing well, don't, you also missed uh star wars if you just wanted to bring up knights of the oh Color sorry kotor is coming to switch it looks nice <laughs> the only thing i'll say is it threw me off because i thought it's like oh this doesn't look like an hd star wars because i thought that's what it was oh no yeah because they announced the remake i'm like well this looks basic but i guess switch is gonna just get a normal version i did wonder initially if if they were trying to pass that off as the remake as as folks have done on nintendo consoles throughout history (laughs) they hand they just like port the old version and say like yeah it's the this this is the remake on the nintendo console (laughs) i thought that might have been the case but no it's just old kotor it looks really cool uh i'll probably pick it up but i don't have a ton to say about it um I also similarly don't have a ton to say about Triangle Strategy, which is that the mm-hmm. final name now? Have they just because yeah, they dropped the project? They did the yeah, same thing as Octopath. Why? Yeah, which we kind of figured they would. I think I, I'm not surprised, but it is a terrible name. Completely agree with you. It Horrible is. name, but I'm still looking forward to it. Uh, and I like that they have been taking feedback. They're adding an easy mode for accessibility for you know just to make it you know more accessible to a wider audience who maybe doesn't want to go up against the. Uh, pretty severe, I would say, difficulty that was seen in the demo. Uh, I'm glad that that's, they're offering more ways to play. I'm yeah. still looking forward to it. It's not that FF Tactics aesthetic. Aesthetic, you got me there. Like it looks great. I definitely agree with that. Um, I so so Nate, I gotta I gotta bring you in here. <laughs> Triangle strategy has has completely <laughs> lost me. Uh, is is this something Ooh. that that you're looking forward to, or what's your take on it? 100% looking forward to it. I love strategy and tactical RPGs. Mm-hmm. And this just reminds me of Final Fantasy Tactics so much in the visual style and presentation. And I love the demo when it came out earlier this year, the voice acting, the music, the character skills, even the map layouts, everything about it, just the general like aesthetic really spoke to me. And the fact that this game's coming out early next year, I believe it's March 4th. I think so. I believe yep. is the date. I think you're right. This is a game I'll be picking up day one, unless Kirby launches on March 4th, then I'll have a tough <laughs> decision. But this is definitely a title I'm looking forward to. I kind of hope they do another demo, maybe like in January, like we saw yeah. um, Octopath, where they give you the first chapter and then you save progress over to the full game. I hope that That's happens right. here because... I'm all about this game right now. And nice. when you have Advance Wars come out in December, and I can go to a 
brand new strategy game from Square Enix in March. That's that's a pairing made in heaven. You're being well well fed. Yeah, indeed. Yes. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, man, Ninkober with a better name right off the. Uh, the I, I actually really like it. Triad of the Fates. That's, that's better way than better than. I mean, to be strategy. fair, you could name it like Hamburglar Strategy Fighter, and that would be better than Triangle <laughs> Strategy. Um, I don't know about that. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, at least it, it implies a little bit of effort and creativity. <laughs> but, um, like Triangle Strategy literally sounds like back when Sega just decided to name their name the genres of their games on their own. Like when they were like Shenmue oh. is a free game. Uh, it, it feels like that. Like somebody just got too full of themselves and they're like, yeah, this, this the genre yeah. for this game is triangle <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I think visually triangle strategy is impressive, but I bounced off that first demo like crazy hard. I was just like, nope. Oh, did you? Okay. Um, I didn't get a chance to try it out, but like, Nate, I'm still excited for it. I think that the fact that I don't want to play triangle strategy is more a reflection of where I'm at in life. Because I am intimidated by games that I know will take me a very long time at this point. Like, when I look at a game and I'm like, that's a 90-plus hour game, I'm like, yeah, that's... I could yeah. play a lot of smaller games in those 90 hours. <laughs> no, I'll say this. As excited as I am for it, um, I probably wouldn't have actually played it if they hadn't given me the mea culpa with having an easy mode. Because I just... As you said, Steve, there's obviously a lot of content in this game, and it is for me. I want to check it out. I love FF Tactics. I love what they're doing with this. But this is the kind of game I would play on easy just to get the whole experience as quickly as I can because yeah. I don't have that much time. So I don't, as much as I'm looking forward to it, I don't know if they would have grabbed me if not for them saying, hey, there's an easy mode now. So Sure. Um, yeah. All right. Before we move on, I'm going to slam out a couple super chats because we're going to talk about Metroid and and then it just escalates from there. I don't think we even need to talk about Metroid, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that's that Probably was my main talking point. Obviously, we're hype. But uh, Purity Chalice with a $4.99 super chat says, Ash, I feel your pain about Smash. I feel the same way knowing Sailor Moon Crystal Stars arc will be the end. It's extremely bittersweet. Love you guys. Well, thank you. Aww. We love yeah, you too. Yeah, well, then you totally get it. Thank, thank you, you. Purity. I'm, so, I'm glad someone understands my. I, my pain I understand here. the sadness, but at I, the same I, I get time, it. I feel like games are a bit more evergreen. I don't know. Sure, but sure. I get it. The ride's over. Everybody has to go home. Uh, Hunter J with a five dollar <laughs> super chat says, "Next Smash character will either be a major disappointment via first party like Byleth, or a major riot with a third party like Crash or Geno." You're you're probably right. Yeah, yeah I think you're right. Um. Let's see. We have five dollars from Arman Rob Arman. Oh wait, I I did miss one. Okay, yeah. uh, Shadow the Pico with a two dollars super chat says thoughts of Smash Direct being same day NASB drops. Nickelodeon um, All Stars. Uh, oh, Nickelodeon All Star Brawl. That's I mean, so mean. I don't think it was on purpose. But yeah, no, it definitely wasn't on purpose. Probably so not. So unfortunate. But though. really funny. Yeah. Really funny. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, by the way, you missed Titus Malvolio. I did. I, I just saw that. Okay. Titus Malvolio with a $5 super chat says, nothing to say. Just want to send some love for all you guys do. Thank you. Back oh, thank you. you. Thank you very much. Back, yeah. um, Rob Arman X with $5 super chat saying, I'm making a new game, Triangular Stromboli, a cooking game about making food into specific shapes. That, no joke, sounds like a WarioWare <laughs> micro game. Yeah. It does. <laughs> sounds really it yummy. Does 100%. I love it. I could just picture like that that cheery voice just saying triangle, and then you have to <laughs> move Wario yeah. up and down along the edges. Uh, Black mm -hmm. Ninja with a ten dollars super chat says you find yourself double dipping for games on Switch. 
Dying Light was something I was waiting for for so long. I had it on the PS4, even reduced clarity and frame rate. I'm excited to get it on the Switch. Um, I do double Ooh. dip a lot. I mean, I, I played Kakarot for like 200 I hours on really. my PlayStation. And I just reviewed it on Switch. So, <laughs> Yeah, I occasionally I, do. Not often, often, but I do sometimes. Yeah. No, I don't really double dip that often to have two the same game on two different modern consoles. Like, I'll get like, obviously I'm going to pick up Castlevania, even though I own all the games, but still yeah. want them. <laughs> Actually, for me, it's the other way around. I've found that ever since getting my 4K TV, I've double dipped on certain games on PS5 and PS4 Pro like Streets of Rage 4 that I would like to see and, and behold in 4K. So it's actually kind mm. of the other way around for me more recently. I see. Nice. Finally, to round this out, CJ Iziami. I, I hope I said that right. Eziami, I don't know. But with $4.99, uh, says Mega Man versus Dr. Eggman. Mega Man, every time. Mega Man. Mega Man has Come experience Man. with uh, with Psycho Doctors. And also, <laughs> so true. I, I yeah. hate to remind you, but he was built by a Psycho Doctor. Dr. Light built a killing machine. <laughs> well said. I like your I mean, he's, he's, uh, Mega Man has also canonically beaten Eggman thanks to the Archie comic. Oh, that's right. true. I mean, he, he's specifically built to take down other robots, and Eggman builds other robots. It's, it's yeah. Mega Man all the way. Exactly. And, and yeah. by the way, Eggman builds terrible robots. His robots all suck compared <laughs> to Robot Masters. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so going back to the direct, we got another look at Metroid Dread, another of many. Uh, and this one was really just kind of like an overview of the game, like pointing out the different environments and biomes that, that the game takes place in, showing off some basic stuff. I am I don't surprised think was... you watched this. I thought you were going to skip it. I watched the whole direct. Uh, I, I committed to oh, watching it all because I knew we'd talk about it. And I did get spoiled <laughs> on something pretty major. And I was, uh, I was, yeah, that's why I was like, I was like, when it, when we were doing this reaction, I was like, oh, perfect. Steve found a way to still avoid this spoiler. And then you'll no. watch it on your own like an idiot. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I'm not going to repeat the spoiler in case anybody avoided it. But it was very disappointing to find out. Um that being exciting said, but also disappointing they had it spoiled that's yes, the thing yes i would have right. loved to have encountered that moment in game without knowing about it uh mm -hmm. but damn it well nintendo you keep doing this you, you keep just shoving spoilers for metroid down our throats so i mean that said game looks really cool i don't think that's a surprise to anyone it's out in like two and a oh, half weeks i am so, so ready for it i didn't oh, yeah. need to see this in the direct you, you've had my money for the last year nintendo yep I mean, it's um, done. We're all fucking hyped as hell for this. Yeah. They, yeah. There's not I, much else to say. We're there. So I, I would say, though, uh, I the next announcement is the one that I really want to get into the weeds on. Uh, this was the Nintendo Switch Online N64 and Sega Genesis announcement. And I want to say that I often characterize Nintendo as giving people what they want with, like, a really thin layer of disappointment slathered over the top <laughs> of it. And... This is has never been more true than it is for this announcement. First off, I remember in the predictions discussion telling Derek that I was like 99.9% sure that we were getting N64 thanks to that FCC filing and the labeling on the controllers, which all turned out to be accurate. Uh, and then I said, you know, Derek said, what games? And I was like, oh, Super Mario 64. And Derek's like, but they just sold us that. And I was like, which is exactly why they'll do it. That is 100% why Nintendo will launch this thing with Mario 64 because they already sold it to us and they fucking know they did. Mm -hmm. I mean, they, I, I will give them the credit 
that they at least like when they announced it, they showed Ocarina of Time first. They were like, oh, look, Ocarina of Time's coming. And then, yeah, but they, they had to let you know that Mario 64 was there. They're like, yeah, you right. already bought it, too, didn't you, you jerks? But, <laughs> but, uh, but Steve, but Steve, Star Fox 64 online multiplayer. Oh, I love that. I love that. I mean, that. oh, my God. I'm so into that. So I, I want to throw this to Nate first because I think we've talked about this at length on the channel. Uh, but you, you definitely saw this coming, Nate. You were talking about it for a long while. Uh, what was your take when you finally like actually saw them officially announce this? Relief. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine. I, I can't. I can't imagine how many people probably asked you about this every day for for months. It was great to finally see it made official. And the most exciting aspect of it for me was that they confirmed the online multiplayer aspect. That you know we had it with the Super NES and NES games, but I think with N sixty four it was kind of that question mark of would they still implement online with the titles. Because the idea of having online multiplayer with a title like Mario Kart 64 is just a dream come true. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Having balloon battles online with friends, it doesn't get much better than that. And Mario Kart 64 has the best balloon battle. It's something that we had to beg for to even be like implemented in Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. And now we have access to it for online play. And that was really exciting to see. And the lineup of games for launch and titles coming is incredibly strong and for a lot of people Mm -hmm. had doubts about what type of roster of games could we really see nintendo take from their back catalog and they surprised people with pokemon snap win back of all things this miscellaneous random (laughs) yeah yeah like who expected that title and then the cream of the crop banjo kazooie yeah right yeah banjo's coming home yeah banjo's coming home and now you have to wonder What does this mean for other rare-owned N64 properties? Are we going to get Diddy Kong Racing? Does this open the door to the possibility of Killer Instinct Gold? Could we get... Oh, my God. You know, what else can we get? Hopefully, this also means Banjo-Tooie is going to be planned. But this could have been a one-off allowance because Banjo is in Smash Brothers. We have the Amiibo. So Microsoft is just being friendly and saying, you guys can have the Banjo franchise. But in the back of my mind, I still have to wonder... Could Microsoft and Nintendo play nice and give us perfect dark with Ooh. online multiplayer? Ooh. Oh my god. Ooh, that, that would be, be ridiculous. I don't cool. know if they'll do that if only because they have their own perfect dark coming. Right. If, right. if the collective I mean, version wasn't on its way, I mm. that could serve as an excellent promotional tool for the upcoming perfect dark, though. I mean That is true. If we could get online Diddy Kong racing though, that would oh, be Oh man. Really oh, no. cool. Well, I'm I'm so happy for online Dr. Mario 64 just because four player awesome. Dr. Mario is a lot of fun. Um, mm-hmm. The fact uh, that as Ninkobra is bringing up uh, Mis- Mischief Makers, Wave Race, 1080, Bomberman 64 oh, on multiplayer. Please. Yes. Makers, and you know what's man. funny? I didn't think about this yesterday and I'm surprised I didn't. But what if we actually ended up getting it's not the best version of the game, but what if we got Mega Man 64? That would technically give us Mega Man Legends on Switch. That would be wild. Just the first one, but that would be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many possibilities. I just brought it up, actually, in live audience chat. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, like, we really can't dismiss any third-party possibilities coming to the service now when you have rare games coming over. You have random titles like Winback coming over. Could we get Castlevania 64? I know it's a title... A lot of people hate. Not as bad as people say once you get the hang of it, but it's still... (laughs) 
it, it has issues. It's, not, it's yeah, it's rough, but it, I played it, it when I was a kid to, and enjoyed it. Yeah, it makes more sense to bring over Legacy of Darkness just because it ha- yes. basically has the, all the content from the original just it's to unlock. So it's just a nice, mm-hmm. you know, felt package. <laughs> Did you, uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's really exciting to see N64 games with online multiplayer, as Ash brought up. Star Fox 64 multiplayer or F Zero X online oh, yeah. multiplayer. Oh hell yeah! And I know Steve mm-hmm. will uh, will totally back me up on this. Konami, since I know you're watching, I know you watch us every day. I know where you're going, and I Goemon. like it. Goemon, yes. please bring uh, Goemon to this service, please. That I, would be... I I need oh. to uh, hear I am Impact on my Switch. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh man, that would be amazing. You know, I I will admit that N64. Uh, was definitely exciting for me, but I honestly was a bit more hyped for Genesis uh, just because of how weird it is. Uh, I, is there I, anything on here that hasn't been in the endless collections that we've gotten over the years? No. that's. I, I mean, uh, Castlevania Bloodlines, it's nice to see Castlevania Bloodlines getting all kinds of love after so long. I think Hardcore is another big one that's you know doesn't get ported too often. And hey, they show some love to Rystar. That's nice. But Fantasy Star 4 is on there I, 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 yeah i mentioned is, you when that came up yeah that's like a seminal rpg you have to play that game you if you're an rpg fan and you've never played final fantasy or fantasy star 4 you are you are shortchanging yourself you absolutely have to play that game it is like one of the best rpgs in my opinion ever made it is it is that damn good and uh i think it's available most of these games maybe all of them are available on the Genesis Mini. Uh, so no, I'm not surprised, but I am confused. I The uh, Genesis surprised me. But uh, what surprised me even more was the fact that someone, and I don't know that it's Nintendo for a fact, is putting out a Genesis controller for the Switch. Like, think about that for just a minute. Yeah, Someone, possibly Sega, is making hardware for a Nintendo console... Um, and the only, I mean, it's even weirder if you think that Nintendo is producing Genesis controllers to, for the, for the switch. I, I imagine it has to be retro bit. That's who I think is probably making this switch Genesis controller just because they did the recent reproductions of various Sega controllers. Although something happened there and they stopped, they didn't make the Dreamcast one. Um, but this wasn't in the FCC filing at all. Uh, which leads me to believe that some other company has is creating the Genesis controller and and uh, they did an Nintendo's odd thing as well with the the U.S. version is the three button version, but Japan is getting the six button version. Right, and they are out of their minds if they think I'm spending fifty bucks on a three button Genesis controller. I just... Oh, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm, are you? I'm sold. I might do it for N64, and I probably would for the Genesis one if it was the six button, but I. 50 bucks is a bit steep for me for that. I'm, I'm spending and, 250 bucks because I'm buying four of those N64 controllers. Oh, shit. Nice. Oh, There's God. Nice. No way I'm I'm not recreating my old setup. Um, But yeah, this this was a really exciting announcement, in my opinion. I, But again, in true Nintendo fashion, they just had to make it ever so slightly disappointing. Uh, they didn't tell us how much it's going to cost. They didn't tell us when it's coming out. They teased us with games for this that'll be coming later to the service without committing to a release schedule. Release uh, schedule. <laughs> they they did it in the most Nintendo way possible. Like everyone wants this, 
but no one wants to pay extra for it, especially because of Nintendo's spotty track record of releasing these games, right? Like, they they have not convinced me with their NES and SNES release schedule that I should give them more money. If anything, they've convinced <laughs> me that they're probably not earning the, the money they're getting from me. Um, but then to add to that and say, hey, we will give you these for an unspecified amount of money at an unspecified date. Here's the launch lineup, and here are the games we're going to release later, but we won't tell you how long that'll take. <laughs> like, all of that just... Nintendo just stick the landing for once in your life just I I I just imagine that Miyamoto just occasionally throws out really bad grenade level ideas and people are just like well it's Miyamoto so we're gonna do it he's like don't tell them how much it'll cost just let them think about it for a minute and they're like are you sure and he's like I made Mario and they're like oh god he says that every time fine don't tell him (laughs) (laughs) but yeah I mean Oh, go ahead. They got me here. I was saying they got me here. I, oh, yeah. you know, I'm, I mean, the thing I'm, is, they I'm got upgrading. all of us. Let's be honest. I'm upgrading. What you know, an NSO is already so cheap in my opinion that I don't mind. I don't now. If it was like double the price, that'd be ridiculous. But I don't think it's going to be. I think it'll be probably like five more bucks or something. I, I they got me by the balls here. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna upgrade like I am. It's yeah. just gonna happen. <laughs> what that says about me, I don't know, but they got me. You're weak. So. <laughs> yeah. I'm, just I'm right there with you, Ash. I'm right there with you. <laughs> it's, yeah. If this is weakness, then then I am absolutely baby level weak. Uh yeah. <laughs> so after after we got through N sixty four, they they kind of went through some rapid fire stuff again. We got uh I'm I'm gonna skip over whatever this game was. I can't remember what Shadowrun Trilogy. Shadowrun Trilogy. I was like cool. that was out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh but then we got Castlevania collection. And just like I had predicted, it's a shadow drop. It just came out later that same day, which I mean, oh, cool. I feel like I just picked it up yet, but very close dots. But yeah, Uh, absolutely pick it up. It is uh, really good. Um, Dracula X has uh, is definitely the most difficult game on that list, but it has a rewind feature. So trust me use it for that game. You'll need it. Yeah. Yeah. but uh, Harmony of Dissonance and Aria of Sorrow, pretty easy. Circle of the Moon has some challenge, but these are three great games to jump into the more Metroidvania style of Castlevania uh, games. Mm-hmm. Great, nice. great, great titles. And, and, Nate, and yeah, I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad Nate agrees with me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, these are great yes. games. And, and yeah, I actually went ahead and picked are. up the collection already, and they, the emulation seems great. I mean, at 20 bucks, it's a, it's a no-brainer for me. I mean, these are... You know, I don't think Harmony of Distance is the best game, but it's still not bad. It's still a good game. It's just that the others, mm-hmm. well, maybe not Dracula X. That's also just good. But Aria of Sorrow is maybe one of <laughs> is the one of the best Castlevania games of all time, and you're getting it for five bucks. And then Circle of the Moon is is also pretty great. So this is a great collection. I will say the gallery is kind of the gallery is like oh, full of unreleased and never before seen concept art. No, it isn't. It's like each game's box art one piece of character art per <laughs> game and like the instruction booklet scans. And that's, that was kind of oh. ridiculous, but the rest of the yeah. collection's great. Yeah. I just looking at the, I haven't paused on Harmony Dissonance. It does not, the, the lighting does not seem as blown out as the uh, original release. I think they might've toned it down for this, which is good. Nice. Nice. So yeah, Castlevania collection looks really compelling. I still need to pick it up. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I will probably, this will be my first time playing any of those games. I've not tried them, but uh, wow. I've, I've heard nothing but praise from them. My brother was really big into them. Uh, he played all the DS games too, and, and he was in love with those. So I owe now it to myself to try them. That's a trilogy that has to come next year. 
because oh, the sorry. DS Castlevania trilogy. Oh, please. Are three that would be of the awesome. absolute best Castlevania games. Order of Ecclesia is better than Symphony of the Night. I said it. Wow. I, I, it. I agree. Ooh, you went there. In my opinion, Order of Ecclesia is the best Castlevania. Yes. It's great. It, is, it, it takes everything that past Castlevanias did and uh, just perfected it. Uh, it has the, the difficulty and variety of the classic, uh, classic Vigna games. It has great exploration elements. It has um, a new take on the Aria of Sorrows uh you know system of having all kinds of different abilities and it just oh it's just so good <laughs> i love it <laughs> yeah nice by the yeah. way Before- uh steve just a quick reminder we were going to uh tell sketch mpm what our dream n64 game was oh, oh yeah right i mean chat. you, you kind of hit mine on the head with goemon like i i truly really want goemon uh barring that yeah. The one rare property we didn't mention, which is uh, Jet Force Gemini, because that game is cool. stupid hard and I've never beat it. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, Goemon would be pretty high for me as well. And as I said, Mega Man 64. Uh, also, Wave Race 64. I miss Wave Race. I love Wave Race. Mischief Ooh. Makers. I have it, but it'd be cool Mischief to have it on makers. Switch. Shake Shake. Yeah, yeah, Shake Shake. Game. Hmm. I mean, if it's a Dream 64 game, I'm going to go with the obvious choice. Goldeneye. Ooh, oh, there you yeah. go. I didn't hadn't even thought about that as a possibility. Gold as Nine, ephemeral as a dream, well. too, unfortunately. Gold <laughs> I mean, oh, GoldenEye online. Man, Nintendo, yeah. Nintendo would make like so much money. I'll be the floof. Puzzle, Pokemon Puzzle League. Ooh, Oof, that's, that's, a, that's a good point. All right, that's a good one. Ooh, that's also a good one. Yep. That might have to be it for me, actually, Pokemon Puzzle League, just to get a, yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's really good. I know John would agree. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, isn't Puyo Puyo on the Japanese lineup for N sixty four online? I could be. Wrong. I just saw, I just saw me. Uh, um, somebody mentioned that Mischief Makers might be on the uh, on the uh, on the the Japanese list. I think it is. So I'm looking that up. Yeah, the Japanese like, the uh, Genesis list was also quite different. It included uh, Shinobi three, I believe. Um, while Derek looks that up, was it just me or did ActRaiser look like crap? I agree. I think the art style was terrible. I've yeah. not played the original. I own it, but I've not had a chance to play it. And it looked fine, but I have no basis. So I to me, it, it looks okay. like they're using the, the SNES Donkey Kong country technique of like pre rendering oh, models okay. and then turning them into sprites. And it, it looks really low rent to me. Uh, I was honestly surprised at how prominently this game was featured in the direct. I was just like, this game looks really bad. Like it, it looks like a mobile game. Yeah. Uh, it looked okay, but I, I won't, I won't lie. I'm more excited. I really want to hear those remastered Yuzo Koshiro beats. Cause he remastered the entire soundtrack. Oh yeah. Itself. I mean, the soundtrack sounds great, but I'm, I'm strictly referring to the visual presentation yeah. of the game. I think the art style they went with is just really bad. Really like Marvel versus Capcom infinite level bad. <laughs> and wow it is that bad to me but again i don't have that base that the original has a basis um well it reminds me cool surprise though what was what was that game that was from that was in a like a spiritual successor to act razor soul something uh soul blazer uh, soul blazer yes it was blazer connected to act razor maybe i don't know no it's it's just like the uh soul seraph or soul seraph thank you soul seraph okay yeah, that game, it, it looks similarly, like, 
they they almost share a very similar art style where the characters just kind of look unappealing let's just put it that way i don't have a better <laughs> adjective for it but i watched this game footage and i was just like man this game might be really fun to play but it is really hard to look at i just can't huh. get past the visuals and and how huh. uh how it looks it didn't bother me that much but you know different, different I, I can say i've seen i've seen that complaint yeah. i've seen that complaint by I the way the surprise was cool yeah definitely a great su- surprise uh, just by the way, uh, it, uh, Mischief Makers is not on Japanese N64. They do not, Jap- Japan N64 does not get Dr. Mario 64, oh. but they do get Custom Robo and Custom Robo V2. Oh, that's Ooh. a fair trade. Man, those I are really more good, than too. A fair trade. Yeah. All right. So, so I'm going to blaze through the rest of this because we're, we're way longer than I expected uh, <laughs> because I want to get yeah. to like the, the big anchor story at the end, really. Um, but we Nintendo gave us a quick look at Delta Rune chapters one and two, which are coming to Switch. Uh, I think they're available now already because uh, that was yeah, Shadow yeah. Drop. Um, we got another look at Shin Megami Tensei Five, which for me fell into the category of just Nintendo take my money. I've already seen the game. I know I want it. Uh, and yeah. we got Hot Wheels, which all right. <laughs> I mean, the the, the same thing from this fun. section is um, Rune Factory Five confirming that there's going to be same sex marriages. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I I, I missed that. That's awesome. I I um, totally agree not, with that. Oh, go ahead. I'm not saying I'm going out of my way to go get Hot Wheels, but what we actually thought it looked kind of fun. Maybe no. I'm the only one. I will but... I will get you a code for it. They have they've offered, and I just was <laughs> like, all I want to know oh, okay. is is if the Ryu and Chun Li Hot Wheels are in that game. I really don't want, to play it, but <laughs> oh my God. I need to know if the Street Fighter Hot Wheels are in it. I mean, um, it does look fun, but I don't think it's going to be able to compete with the fantastic release that is Cruisin' Blast. Oh, oh, I agree. Cruising Blast is so good, Nate. Oh, it it's is so good. It's so good. It's, it's game of the year. <laughs> I mean, you know what? I love arcade racers. I won't argue with you, but man, it is genuinely a great port. Uh, and, and with so much new whole, content. The theme just brought a smile to my face as soon as I heard it upon booting the oh. game up. I was like, I can't wait to play this. And the then I got to I got to Twisted Terror. And I see the tornado go by, and I was like, this is awesome. And then you do yeah. that jump, and the earth just falls apart. You see the planes <laughs> fall through the ground. And I just sat there yelling at my TV like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. I, I could not believe how much joy that game is giving. You know, you know, your 90s cheese is perfect. Yes. You've convinced me. I'm, I'm going to go pick that up tonight because I actually have to go. My, my son, for those of you that don't know, he called Kakarot on switch at the last direct like out of nowhere yeah. he's just like yeah uh-huh. dragon ball z kakarot i was like sure buddy and it came out today so i'm gonna go pick him up a copy maybe i'll pick up cruise and blast while i'm there do it um, there you go anyway so so the next story we got and this is kind of like the big one that this was spoiled Man. for me blew too, up the internet direct, but, uh shigeru miyamoto showed up in the direct sporting an amazing do by the way man's man's got incredible hair <laughs> but uh <laughs> to announce the English voice cast for the Mario movie. And, you know, Mario is is obviously voiced by the person we'd all expect him to be voiced by, Chris Pratt. You know, uh, Andy Dwyer from fucking Parks and Rec is is Mario. I, um, oh, go the, ahead. The, well, the, the thing is, I you know, everybody immediately thought Star-Lord and Jurassic World and all that. And Amy brought up the uh, ideas like, I completely forgot this. He has voice acted before. He is Emmett in Lego Movie. Sounds exactly like himself, but that's true. I didn't think of that. Mm-hmm. But either way, like I'm not so much concerned about like A-list actors' voice acting chops. It's just, man, I can't imagine him sounding right as Mario. 
at no. all. Yeah. Um, that was, that didn't land well for me. That was like the problem. It's funny. They led with the one that was the biggest flop for me. Like, that's just, I don't, a, I, there's some bad vibes around in Chris Pratt and just him as Mario just feels weird to me. I don't know. I Bonnie Taylor joy is mm, though. Hell yeah. She's, a I don't know actor. who she is. Uh, <laughs> Neither did Derek. I've, She's from the Queen's Gambit. Uh, Queen's yeah, I've Gambit. Not watched oh my God. That's her split. Yeah, that's her. I can see it now. Like I, yeah. well, the minute you said it, I can put the fate like, but I, you know, picture red hair and, and completely different. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> She's a hell of an actress. Um, yeah, she is. Charlie day for me is probably the funniest one as Luigi, just because I cannot divorce Charlie day, the person from Charlie, the character. And it's always sunny in Philadelphia. And so I just can't, mm. like I picture Luigi just being like an illiterate pervert. <laughs> like, oh no, I, I saw this where I am. Um, somebody made a fan animation from the one bit from uh, uh, always sunny where he's like, did you see me eat that? I think I forget what see me eat that food out of the garbage. Yes. <laughs> Any thoughts? No, I think I like you. And it's just animated between Luigi and Daisy. It's like, you know what? That's really good. <laughs> it, yeah, I can't. I can't with this cast, but I mean, it's not terrible. It's really not like a terrible cast. Jack Black is Bowser, which I could see that working. Oh, I could totally yep. see that working. Yeah, oh, I can see that working for sure. Um, that's why I think that's a pretty, a pretty strong casting choice there. I just, it's, I don't know what to make of this cast as a, an overall whole. Like, what does this mean? This movie's going to be wild. You guys. I, I love I'm Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. I'm not going to lie. The, yep. like I, one, I've seen all the videos of people like just superimposing Seth's laugh over Donkey Kong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think is great, but I just imagine Donkey Kong is like, a huge lazy stoner when I think of Seth Rogen. And I mean, it kind of fits. I'd, I mean, I'd be okay sleeps with that. the banana horde getting taken yeah. and all that. Keegan Michael Key is Toad. That's an. That's what I can't wait to that see. That one's wild How for me. Is that going to work? I can't wait. He's the, obviously an amazing talent. And... Are the Toads are totally going to be the minions for this, yeah. this one, oh, right? Yeah. They are totally the minions. Probably. I mean, say what you will. You know, I, I do think that some of the casting choices are disappointing. I wish that Charles Martinet would have had the opportunity to voice Mario in the movie because right. that, you know, he's been so loyal to the role for so long, but I also get um, that Mario's voice sounds really good in short bursts. <laughs> yeah. I, I, his, I think his Wario is better in longer bursts. And I think Wario is who we're going to get, who he's going to cameo as. And I'm starting to think that maybe what we have all been assuming about Mario sounding like the Mario we all know and love might not be what ends up happening here, especially oh, no. with Chris Pratt's casting. I think we're going to get just a regular, just Mario movie. Like, I don't think it's going to be like the, the, or the point I was hoping to make before everything went to shit was, uh, I am, you know, as, as trepidatious as I am about like some of the casting choices, I am excited that these are all really recognizable people that these are, you know, this, this talent that Nintendo has recruited doesn't come cheap. And right. it means to me that they're putting a lot of care into this movie that they, they really, whatever their vision is, they really want to make it the best they can possibly make it. And you know what? I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. I think it'll be, a we fun need movie. a, tra we desperately need a trailer. They, they needed to put a trailer yeah, with this the, whole thing. I the biggest really misstep curious. was revealing Chris Pratt as Mario without letting us see or hear him. Uh, because I think that yeah. would have, given some much needed context to the announcement. 
uh, because without it, it just seems like a really tone deaf choice, especially when you just kind of throw Martinet at the end and you're like, yeah, he's in there too somehow. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah. And like, unfortunately, the other kind of thing about this is that, you know, Chris Pratt has been associated with problematic views in the past, uh, you know, in terms of being associated. Apparently his church could be anti-LGBTQ+. We don't know for sure, but he has been associated with some weird views, not so great views. And that kind of really hurts it for me. I mean, it's just a shame, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can yeah. I can definitely see that, and I think that Chris Pratt should probably clear the air on that. Not something I think I'd be talking about on this show under normal circumstances, but right. I mean, well, it, I it seems like it should be easy to be like, "Hey, I support gay people, and so does my church." <laughs> you know, like yeah. that should not be a hard thing for you to say if it's the truth. Um, exactly. Yeah. The the silence makes me wonder that you know maybe it isn't the truth. It, weird churches have almost you know. <laughs> It's almost like churches have a reputation for this type of shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, moving on. The the Mario movie looks interesting. I'll, they should have dropped a trailer. I think that would have helped people feel like this is going in the right direction right now. It just feels like they announced it way too early. It's the punchline of a joke at this point, <laughs> but I'm still going to watch it. I'm definitely going to watch it. I mean, it's in a good spot this uh, Christmas of next year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a good release they're, date. They're positioning it for, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I, I feel like that is just a weird thing to kind of drop in the middle of the direct. It's cool that they updated us, though. Uh, another weird update followed that. And again, Nintendo's Winter 20, <laughs> 2021 Direct uh, gave us another look at Splatoon 3, which is a game that I was a thousand percent sure wouldn't be here based on what Nintendo themselves said. Nintendo likes to, you know, know. yeah, <laughs> eat it by that sort of thing. Yeah, and and I don't hate them for it. I'm excited for Splatoon three. Um, it has some wild additions. Yeah, yeah, I, I liked the uh, we we got to see a crab mech, which seemed really interesting. Uh, they also, you know, inadvertently showed off that the arenas for for uh, turf war seem to have a lot more verticality to them. Uh, which is something that they kind of showed in the initial reveal trailer as well. Um, the, uh, Chugger pointed out that one of those, uh, the prominent stage they are showing off it was also from the original Splatoon that did not return for Splatoon 2. So okay. I don't want to say the verticality thing yet because I think it's mostly from that. I think they only showed off like two stages during this. But yeah, Museum D'Alfonso. Um, so that's cool that we might be getting some uh, stages back that weren't in Splatoon 2. Yeah. Right. Uh, well, one thing I found interesting is that the art that they showed at the end of the trailer, which apparently Splatoon 3 is dubbed Return of the Mammalians, which I think will be well, interesting. Well, yeah. Uh, but they showed Callie and Marie, uh, but Marina and Pearl were, were not shown in the art at all. Yeah, that was so, interesting. I, I wonder what's going on there, but I feel like this this was definitely more of a trailer for just like hardcore Splatoon fans than than to really try to sell people that might be on the fence on the game because it is just yeah. like a... It doesn't show you a whole lot it's, about the game. No, it was the trailer itself was interesting. It expanded on the lore a little bit, but you had to be aware of what the lore of the previous two games is to really pick up on any of those cues. What I found strange about the trailer, aside from its very long length, is that at the conclusion, it still ended with just a simple 2022. That yep. whole buildup felt as though they were going mm-hmm. to conclude with an actual release window outside of just the general year date that we already got back in february 
it kind of felt out of place. And maybe it's just the trailer was there because this is Nintendo's basically the Tokyo Game Show Direct. And they don't have a presence yeah. at Tokyo Game Show. So they want to communicate to the Japanese base of Splatoon 3 is coming. We want you to get excited about the promise that the title is going to bring. Here's a hint at some of the new features, some of the returning maps. It just felt as though they could have ended on that high note with May 2022 or June 2022 and really got the fan base excited and clinging on to something. Instead, it just felt like a lot of the other Nintendo announcements. Here's a promise of things to come, but we're not committing to a release window just yet. You have to wait until next time and we'll give you more information. And that's something that we've seen Sony and Microsoft do a lot. And those companies are criticized for that practice. And Nintendo should be held to that same standard of if you're going to continue to show these games and not give us an exact release window, why do you continue to do it? Like Splatoon 3 always felt as though they showed the game probably six to eight months too early. Yep. Like why February when the game is coming out sometime in 2022? Had they shown it for the first time now, I think I would have understood why they just slapped that vague window at the end. But right now we can't even operate under the idea that is this coming out in spring? They didn't tell us. So I still think it's a summer 2022 release. It feels like summer to me. Yeah. But like, why not just wait a little longer and show it early 2022 and give us all that information? So ultimately, this trailer kind of felt like a filler, in my opinion. And I love the Splatoon franchise. This trailer just didn't do that much for me because it was a rapid fire trailer that showed you a lot, but also really didn't show you anything of substance that you could really just grasp onto and say, oh, did you see that? That looks awesome. It was just the typical chaotic Splatoon footage (laughs) that showed glimmers of what is to come, but you are kind of left wondering what's new? What's going to be the new gimmick of this game that justified them making a sequel in the same console generation versus just making another expansion to Splatoon 2? Yeah, mm-hmm. there there has to be something new, and we have no clue what that is yet. Uh, the setting certainly seems new and and pretty interesting, but yeah, there there's nothing mechanically that makes this that that underlines why this has to be a sequel instead of DLC, like you said. Um, there's just I, like well, full body well, to, form that was like the main thing that we saw that looked pretty. That cool. in the Mac, I mean, the thing is, the a Mac, sequel right. will sell better than an expansion. Let's be honest, and that's 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 the core thing there is that they've there's definitely going to be enough here. I have no worries about that. It's just the way they're advertising it. They want to show off some stuff. They want to get people excited. They want to get, you know, it's like, it's the confirmation that, Hey, content is coming, but you got to wait for it. It's Nintendo does throughout a few games. Like there's, they have some games that will be out in like, Hey, we just announced it and it's out in four months. Awesome. But then they announce other games like Splatoon, like breath of the wild, where, Hey, I, I, it did it again. It, it rebooted on me. I don't. Well, know what's we ended out. We ended out a good have point. Brandon just run it now for for the rest of it. You think? Uh, that works for me. Just so, just I, since your motor. It looks like we're up again. We're back. Oh, are we back? We are back. Yes. Oh. All right. Things, things have changed in here. All right, guys. I think we're going to end <laughs> the show here because Jesus Christ, the inter- <laughs> the internet for some reason is telling me that the show needs to end. Um, um, what do we want I mean, to we haven't talked about Bayonetta, so yeah. And so Bayonetta. let's let's yeah. try to get to Bayo three real quick and, and talk about that. So, uh, I was on record as predicting this somehow, <laughs> but, um, 
I had mentioned that I that I thought Bayo three had a good chance uh, based mostly on that VGC article in which Kamiya mentioned that it was ready to show and it was up to Nintendo when to show it. Um, Nintendo announcing a direct within a week of that coming out, that statement being made just seemed like too coincidental. Uh, but that was really all that I based that off of. Uh, and I'm glad that I was right and that Nintendo seemed not to respect their own statement about what they would show at the direct way less than I expected them to. Um, I never really do. <laughs> yeah. 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 So it was definitely an interesting setup. Uh, you know, I saw the trailer. It was very clearly in Tokyo. So I thought initially we were getting like in another Shin Megami Tensei five trailer or something, just cause you could see the one one building in the back. And, and I think that's in Shibuya. Right. Uh, and it was just, I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then suddenly, as I started to see the monsters, I was like, those aren't Shin Megami Tensei monster designs. Those are definitely... I, I couldn't place them because I'm not a huge Bayonetta fan. But once she showed up on screen, I was so excited. Uh, I think Nintendo did this one right. I mean, obviously, I would not announce a game in 2017 and then show it off in late 2021. Uh, <laughs> but the fact that after all that time, we didn't just get like a cinematic trailer. We got actual gameplay showing the game in motion in a regular gameplay environment. I think that was really important to show fans after such an incredibly long silence on the game. Uh, and it great. looks great. It looks really, really great. Uh, we got Kaiju battles basically. Yeah. I mean, I still can't get over it the fact great. that Bayonetta makes these monsters out of hair. That's really gross. <laughs> it's extremely <laughs> off putting, uh, which yeah. also, by the way, the fact that she has long hair now in a game where she, summons things with hair Ugh. makes <laughs> at least it makes sense but well, she had long hair in one as well well that's what i'm saying like i just thought for bayo too like her cutting her hair short i'm like aren't you technically like short changing yourself oh. on weapons <laughs> but, um right. yeah I, I i really liked it i liked what i saw i i will be honest with you though i'm probably not going to pick up bayo three it's just i i have bayo one and two and they never grabbed me and oh, i love bayo two i just <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I wish I could love it, but I've also never been a fan of Devil May Cry. Like, the series is just not my thing. And so I, I'm super hyped. I think as as far as games of that genre go, it looks really stupendous. I hope that it plays as well as it looks or plays as good as it looks. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I was excited to see it. But that, you know, in my, in the back of my mind, I was just like, all right, Metroid Prime 4, now it's your turn. <laughs> and then I started thinking yeah. like, oh, wait, they rebooted it two years in. Oh, God, we might be two years away from even seeing Metroid Prime 4. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nate, how are you feeling about Bayo 3? Are you on the Bayo 3 hype train? I am on the Bayo 3 hype train. I loved what I saw from the gameplay. The visuals look stunning. A nice upgrade from Bayonetta 2. The only complaint I would have with the presentation of Bayonetta 3 is I don't know if what they showed was enough of an evolution over Bayonetta 2 to warrant a four-year gap between announcement and gameplay demonstration. Sure. It, it looked like it was mm -hmm. more of the same, which is fine. Bayonetta has refined the genre to almost near perfection. I still kind of wonder like about the new gimmick of controlling the demons directly because they we didn't get an explanation we only saw the we saw the practice in motion but we don't really understand the full mechanics of how it will work but the scope of the city and the environments that were on display look like a nice upgrade over what we have seen in the previous two bayonetta games 
with you could see the demon getting smacked into a building and there actually being some destructible environment collision taking place. And that's a nice upgrade over the otherwise static environments that we saw in the previous two Bayonettas because those games were more of a corridor. You might break a lamppost here or there. So it does. This, it kind of looked like a an open world type setup, but we didn't get a clear indication of that because the gameplay that was shown really focused strictly just on the combat, not so much the exploration. But at the start of the trailer, I was faked out. I thought it was going to be Astral Chain 2 for a second. And if that was going to be the the case, yeah, we saw the dog. I was like, fans are going to get pissed if Platinum Games announces Astral Chain 2 before we see Bayonetta 3 again. And then as soon as the dog's face really came in the screen, you saw the witch time take effect. And you could hear the clock tick. I was like, <laughs> okay. But then the trailer ends with the 2022 release date. And you see it slashed in half. For a second, I thought it was going to come up like December 2021. I You're wondered like, about that as well. Yeah. I was like, oh, they did a quick fake out. But then you see that silhouette of a male character holding a blade. And my first thought was, is this a callback to Scalebound? Is Platinum kind of referencing their their catalog of software and i'm sure it has no relation to scalebound whatsoever but it was interesting to see them introduce this new character who does bear a striking resemblance to the scalebound lead which never came to market so the thing i've seen uh put forth uh from from fan theories is uh uh, you know it very much appeared that bayonetta died in the original reveal trailer uh, she was just, there's the first time we've really seen her taking tons of damage and just not being in great shape. And it seems like this Bayonetta is younger than others that we're seeing here, uh, which has caused some people to wonder if, uh, or it's something different about this one that, that, that you know, it doesn't have the same voice. She doesn't have the same voice and all that stuff. So they're wondering if this character with the sword is actually Jean, who's hopping across dimensions, right. trying to save her find a way to save uh bayonetta so there might be even more time travel time travel shenanigans in bayonetta it's just a thing that they do is bayonetta going full-on multiverse now just like every other tv and movie show why not (laughs) right this this, it does look like apocalyptic punk jean in a way if you look at it that way (laughs) yeah um, I you know I I kind of uh, fall on the Steve's side of the line here. I I appreciate Bayonetta, but I'm not like a hardcore Bayonetta Bayonetta fan. I played the first game, I liked it. Still need to get get around to the second. I think it looks like more Bayonetta, which I think is a great thing for fans. But I'm just not like right. I'm not super invested myself. But as I said earlier, mm-hmm. this is my my favorite design of Bayonetta so far, even if it might not be the Bayonetta we know and love. Uh, I really like her design in this. I just think she looks really cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I definitely think so. But yeah, uh, so before before we wrap up the show, overall thoughts on the direct. Uh, I, I saw Derek's thoughts on Twitter because he's my friend. <laughs> but um... <laughs> it, it was one of those things at the time I enjoyed it. But then I started thinking about what was announced and what was coming. I'm like, you know what? I really enjoy I, I ended up enjoying it more and more the more I thought about it. There's some really good stuff coming, I think. Yeah. I am stuck between good vibes and great vibes, but I say, I'll say what I said yesterday and that it, Kirby pushes it into great vibes for me. Uh, but without <laughs> Kirby, it would be it would be a good vibe, significantly lower, I would say. 
Yeah. Shock, a game you were excited for makes it not as good. Uh, it's like, that's weird. That's weird. <laughs> but but Kirby was definitely the linchpin for me. And there are other stuff I was excited about. But yeah, I would say great vibes with Kirby. Yeah, I would I would say uh, for me, it was a solid like uh, like a B plus or something. You know, it's it's definitely not mm-hmm. going to be in my most exciting directs, you know, but uh, there was a lot of good stuff in there. I think that uh, Nintendo was uncharacteristically leaning towards things that were going to happen in the future versus things that are kind of more immediate in nature. Uh, mm-hmm. Especially a when lot they of games in October. <laughs> I'm kind of yeah. glad it's in 2022 because there's a lot. That's true. That's true. There is a lot coming up. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm overall, I was pretty excited. 3d Kirby looks way better than I could have hoped for. Uh, Bayonetta three looks good, even though I probably won't play it. Uh, but overall it was a solid direct. I liked it. I would probably give it, uh, probably a good vibes, honestly, if I were rating it like on our review scale, just because I, I feel like it's, well, I feel like it's good. Not great. It's sure. probably the easiest way to put it. Mm-hmm. Great vibes. Just to have it out there. What about you, Nate? I'd come in with a letter grade. I think I would come in at a B minus. I think the, the highs were high with the 3D Kirby, Bayonetta 3. But the lows with the pacing and the announcements of announcements to come just felt very uncharacteristic of a Nintendo Direct. And we still just kind of got in that limbo of, here's a game announcement, 2022. Like, okay, so we're going to see this again. And it was probably the direct Nintendo needed at the time. Like Nintendo Switch Online with N64, Sega Genesis was definitely one of the high notes. It was just, it was an okay direct. There was nothing really that I walked away from outside of like Kirby and Bayonetta 3 that was overly hyped about that I cannot wait to really like sink my teeth into. The updates on already announced titles were welcome. You know, release dates on things like Triangle Strategy over there. But... It just didn't have that whoa moment. Like Bayonetta mm-hmm. 3 had been announced four years ago. It's great we finally saw it again. The 3D Kirby was kind of that title that the Kirby team has alluded that they were going to do something revolutionary with the franchise and they were doing a big new project with Kirby. So it was just a matter of when. It's great to see it. It looks ambitious. Can't wait to play it next year. It just didn't have that surprise moment that we typically get from a direct, maybe had it ended on something like, just as an example, like Xenoblade Chronicles 3, it may have elevated it a little further. Sure. But I think it was a safe direct. It's what Nintendo needed in the time. So I would say it was, you know, a B minus. I'm not, not sure what that correlates to your vibes. Probably good vibes. Still. In that okay. case. Yeah, yeah, good vibes. Yeah. Um, it is, I've seen people mention it. It is, it is a little strange uh, that we did not see it, but no Advance Wars was shown. Yeah, that is kind of weird. Right. No advance wars. Um, by the way, before we go to the outro, we do owe Jaden Buck an answer on who would play Yoshi in the Mario movie. Oh, you're right. Um, uh, Danny DeVito. To, oh. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to subvert expectations here and say Yoshi is CG, and he is played by a really talented voice actor who's good at making animal noises like Jim Cummings or Frank Welker. That's my answer. That was like uh, such a professional answer, Ash. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like they would just do um, give it the like. Here's your throwback. Have the game sounds. There you go. And just Yoshi. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I like that. Yeah. So, cool. how about you, Nate? Do you have a nomination for 
Um, I have no idea. John bring, Cartwright. Bring back the uh, <laughs> the voice actor from the Yoshi, the Mario World uh, Super Show. Nice. All right. Yeah. Before we leave, I am going to shotgun out the rest of our super chats because uh, I don't want you all to feel like we we left you hanging there. Um, we're we're way back on them now. Jared Helder with a Canadian two dollars super chat said, "I was hoping for a three D Donkey Kong, but Kirby. Uh, yeah, Kirby. I think Hell was yeah. honestly the better choice there. Uh, Fangs the Wolf with a five dollars super chat." says hi nate have you heard anything about the rumored epic mickey remaster slash port as of late i am starting to suspect the project might have been shelved i have no information to share on that project Fair industry enough. outsider nate i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh hunter j with a five dollar super chat says also, real fast again, indie game dev, you guys have a Twitter DM or email I could reach out to you to talk about my indie game, false stop. Yeah, uh, twitter.com slash GVG official. Uh, you can find it, or yeah, GVG official. You can find us there. Yeah. Shoot us a DM. Any one of us will see it and reply to you. Uh, DMs are open. Uh, Sir Stupefy uh, with a $5 super chat says, I find it hilarious that we are getting an officially licensed Sega Genesis controller from Nintendo. Show this news to someone from the 90s. Well, that's me. <laughs> and yeah, that's definitely weird. Yeah. Um, and and I'm still convinced that it's actually not being manufactured by Nintendo. I I would be surprised if Retrobit weren't the ones making that. But still, it is technically an official Nintendo product with Sega branding on it. Yeah. Um, Vedran Hotik with a five dollar super chat says, "I just hope N64 and Genesis aren't a drip feed like SNES and NES." Yeah, same. They will be. That is why. Uh, yeah, they will be. They will, and they will we be. will still pay for them. <laughs> if it isn't a drip feed, they'll get through that N64 lineup uh, yeah. <laughs> very quickly. This week we're releasing twenty percent of the N64's lineup. Yeah, <laughs> it's five games. All right, Klaxon yeah. with a four dollar ninety nine cent super chat. Triangle Strategy is a triactive role playing game. Enjoy the angular motion battle overdrive system or Ambos in a hollow actualized world. That sounds God. like some shit Square Enix would actually say too. Yeah, with a straight mm. face. Yep. Uh, Becca's live with a four dollar ninety nine cent super chat. Says, "Hey Derek, tell Bell Aim I've been playing Aces ever since we played, and now I'm almost done with the story mode. Thank you for all you guys do, and hi Nate. Uh, Thank you. Hello. Hello. I know she uh, had a lot of fun. <laughs> John Salter with a five dollar super chat. I was going to ask Steve if Fantasy Star Four was a good game. Looks like I got my answer. Yes, it is a very good game. <laughs> uh." Let's see. Glaxter with a two euro super chat says, give us the canceled fire emblem. Of course it scrolled. Where, where did you uh, go? I'm, I'm so sorry. Give us a canceled fire emblem 64 Nintendo. I would love to see them do that. If they reach into the archives of shit for the N64 that we never saw, like they have with super Nintendo, I, that would be reason enough for me to get the subscription, which I will. Anyway, you already know that Nintendo <laughs> uh, calamity five, one, three Gino versus mighty you choose i only well no i know both um i'm gonna say mighty because i like sonic <laughs> nice i'm gonna say gino just because i feel like there's not a whole lot like mighty isn't that powerful i just i don't really see mighty as a super strong mighty's whole character. thing is mighty whole mighty's whole thing is that he is strong well i mean he has defense right but but uh, it's weird gino's a glass cannon but mighty has defense so it's just kind of their opposites in a way i don't watch a lot of football but every time i've seen like the best uh offense in the league against the best defense in the league best defense always wins so mighty gino world does nine 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 ignores defense i'm going gino all, all right. right 
Yeah. Let's see. Shadow the Pico with a five dollar super chat. If they did the Star Fox Two thing and finished the canceled N sixty four vision of Star version of Star Fox Adventures, aka Dinosaur Planet, I'd pay full price for NSO. Yep, that same. would be cool. Be cool, yeah. not gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, definitely yeah, not. Uh, Grantles four with a four dollar ninety nine cent super chat says, "I'm glad that Bowser is voiced by famous gaming YouTuber Jablinski Games." <laughs> Which <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh... And infinitely more successful than any of us, unfortunately. Of All course. Right. With that, we've reached the end of today's episode. Oh, there are a few oh. more. Oh, are there? There are a few more. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Chat disconnected. Yep. So, yeah. It, oh, my it God. screwed me. Go ahead, Ash. I'm sorry. Uh, All right. If you could... No worries. $5 from Sir Stupefy saying Charles Martinet equals Mark Hamill's Joker, while Chris Pratt equals Heath Ledger's Joker. I'm not quite sure I get the... That's kind of praise, I guess. Man, I guess. we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, different well, takes that both people that people like both equally. I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Thank you, sir. Super stupefy. Next is uh, uh, Jaden Buck with five dollars saying, "Foet refresh, foet refresh, foet." Also, didn't get an answer tonight to tonight's crazy question yet. Well, now you have. I'm sorry to say, I don't. I'm guessing that has to do with with when the stream died one of the times. So I apologize. I don't get the reference, but we did answer your crazy question. Thank you, Jaden Buck. And finally, uh, four dollars and ninety nine cents from Purity Chalice saying, "Nate's sexy voice." And Steve's swab haircut keep crashing the stream. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. To, well, to there be fair, <laughs> I mean, we got two of the three handsome boys, charter members, in right. the, in, on the show tonight. It, it makes sense. Nate, can I just say, I fucking love your laugh, man. It's so wholesome, but there's also a vaguely villainous element to it. And I, I, it's so genuine. Like, really, you're having a good belly laugh, but it's also a tinge of villainy. I love it. I love it. Well. I think that's a compliment. Maybe. <laughs> it is totally a compliment. I love your laugh, man. It's a, it's a great laugh. Totally a All right. Closing yes. things out. Toon J with uh, Toon J723 with a $2 super chat says Nancy Cartwright as Yoshi. Uh, and Hunter J with a $2 super chat says offense versus best defense. Have you seen the Detroit Lions? Nope. I told you I'm not a football Foot, guy, but football. I, just all the Super Bowls, Super Bowls yes. I've seen, it's always seen that. that I mean, so The Detroit Lions. Well, prior to this year, would beat themselves in football, especially with um, <laughs> Matt Stafford at QB. He throws the ball sixty times and still would throw for seven hundred yards, nine touchdowns, would still somehow blow the game. But and he still oh, makes man. more money than all of us. He, yeah. I can't believe they never won a Super Bowl when they had Megatron on the team. <laughs> right. Damn shame. Nice. All right. Before we sign off, uh, Nate, I, I'm sure most of our audience knows where, <laughs> but where can we find you online, man? <laughs> They can find me on YouTube at Nathan Hate. You can also find me on Twitter at Nathan Hate, followed by the number two. Or you can follow my other Twitter account, which is Direct Feed Games. And we typically have a new podcast episode available each week where myself and my co-host, Modern Vintage Gamer, discuss the latest topics in the industry. And it's usually a good time. We like to delve deep, get some inside knowledge and industry knowledge delivered. As many people know, MVG is a developer over at Night Dive Games, one of his recent projects was actually Quake, which is available on all platforms right now. So we have nice, educational, and nice. mature conversations about the industry and all gaming topics. And right now we have a Nintendo Direct reaction video up on the channel. Very, very cool. I, uh, I'll i need to check that out. I'm a huge fan of MBG. I love the content he creates and uh, 
man, I, I need to listen to more podcasts. I feel like I'm terrible about keeping up with podcasts. <laughs> but uh, Nate, thank you so much for coming on, man. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Uh, this episode is twice as long as most. <laughs> Amazing how we <laughs> talked about a 40-minute yeah. direct for two hours. But yeah, <laughs> yeah so uh, I'm, I'm incredibly grateful for you coming on. I really appreciate it. You're welcome to come back any old time you want. Uh, but for now, yeah, we absolutely. do have to say goodbye. We have to give a thank you to our patrons for helping to make this show happen and for sitting here through all this. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us tonight. Uh, a huge thank you goes out to our patrons at the producer tier for helping to make this show happen. We we could not be on the way we are without you guys. Uh, your support means the world to us. It quite literally helps keep the lights on. Uh, and beyond that, uh, we have to give a huge shout out to our patrons at the executive producer tier and above. And those fine folks include Jared Edinger, Brandon Bovia, Rob Arman X, Etiono Ben, Dan and Twistle, Dennis J, Z Patty, Hyrule Hermit, Sky Blue Flames, Adam O'Sullivan, Octopuppet, Richard Herrera, Michael Phone, The D Pad, Vesmio, Waffle King, Kitty Kongfax, Angel Martinez, Vedron Hotik, 112, John, Joshua Hunter, Evernight Studio, Benny Yao, Azran127, Pagrema, Kenrule09, Jake Pelka, Geller, Joseph Rutkin, Titus Malvolio, Geeky Griffin, Lucky Wonderfish, Kyle, TopDog23100, Young Ben Kenobi, Doug Shomix, Andrew Medeiros, Oram M, Sakuragi, Becca, Rocks the Cat, Fizzywig Hoyd, Critmonger, The Legend of Groose, Eddie B, Kyed, Kit Fisto, Kenneth Lee Stingle, Westegg, Deaneth, Kota, Michael McCaw, Matthew Wong, Goron Amber, Straight Lace, Justin Matthews, Hooby, Too Much Spaghetti, Mega Conrad, Askeron 809, Kane, Captain Finlandia, 60 Minutes and 60 Seconds, Christopher Masterson, Spicy Pandotter, The Game Orb, Dano the Artist, Grantles, Ravelox, Synchro Lord, Brainchild, My Mom, Hi Mom, Kotar Peck, Scuff196, Kane Woolley, Skull Kid Tiger, AJB Cool, Blizzica, Jason Uloa, Jaden Buck, Phantom Project, Cystic Warrior 29, Super Dank Awesome Unicorn Guy, Darik, Nathan the Voice Actor, Chibi J, Bongo Lover, Mumbling Yeti, Cameron Sharp, Fangs, Dinner Sonic, Frayhem, Mason Riley, Keel, Santi the Person, Ditto M, Sci Fi Lullabies, Brook by the Bay, Brandon Hesse, Dark Steel Zero One, Killamox, Super Game Dude One Hundred One, and finally, Stag Nasty. Woo! Thank y'all so so much. <laughs> uh, your support means the world to us. We couldn't do this without you. Remember, if you too want to become a patron, you can join us over at Patreon.com/slash/GVGaming, where you can join for as little as one dollar a month. Uh, $5 a month gets you into our live audience tier where you see chatting on the side of every episode. And there's a ton more options for you to check out, but just heading over there and taking a look helps us out a lot. If you could consider, if you like this video, please consider liking and subscribing. And remember, when we hit 75,000 subscribers, we will be giving away a free Nintendo Switch OLED right here on the channel. All you gotta do is be subscribed, folks. It's free. Uh, so if you're, if you're new here, 
maybe try to win a switch i don't know sounds good to me <laughs> but anyway <laughs> thank you all so much for watching uh hanging out with us and hearing our thoughts on the nintendo direct this has been one hell of an episode uh but until next time folks we will be back on monday for episode 139 of tnt uh at 4 p.m pacific uh and we have our patron stream this weekend an ep stream this weekend i believe uh, uh tomorrow yep, tomorrow, tomorrow. Game, we'll be playing quake we just talked about it we'll be playing quake yes. and uh super bomberman are online yep so stay tuned for that and until next time folks good night and good vibes bye everyone bye everybody bye